Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 261 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hello, crisis actors. It's Mary. I hope that today we can have a perfectly controversial episode. And today we have uh, one of our main guest hosts, yes. Hannah Claire. Hello. Hi. Thanks hey, for being here. Thanks for having me back, guys. Uh, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCask.com, and I've been here every Tuesday for like... I don't know, a while now. Well, truly an OG. Yes. The real oh. question is, did you watch Fast and the Furious? Okay. <laughs> if I if did Brett didn't it. ask, then the chat would ask. So. Um, I did start it. The ah, thing okay. is, Fast and the Furious 4 did not interest me so much <laughs> that I could resist turning on a Hallmark Christmas movie while oh like, wrapping God. presents. You get, you are just... I regret uh, nothing. Yeah, this is, I, did, uh, I did make a, a good faith effort here, but I know... No, ultimately, I did not finish a Fast and the Furious movie this week. It's not exactly in the Christmas spirit. Is there a Christmas Fast and the Furious movie? Could maybe I like there's not? Maybe there should it? be. Yeah, like one of them should reference Christmas, and I should get to watch it right now. That is, uh, you know what that means, guys? That she's just uh, she's just putting it off. She's just c- I'm prolonging just trying to the savor pain. this amazing process. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. That's exactly that's exactly what's happening, guys. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about J.K. Rowling. She is back in the news as ever, not for Harry Potter and certainly not for her book series, her other book series. She is opening a brand new shelter, a women's only shelter that has come under fire from activists in the community, and we will get into that. We also want to talk a little bit about. I had uh, some thoughts on when Kirstie Alley passed, uh, some people came out and had various comments to make about her passing that I felt was them using it to kind of elevate themselves onto their own soapbox. The more I looked into it, the less I kind of feel that way about all of it, but there's still questions about a lot of it, about tact, all that kind of stuff. So we'll get into that. We are also going to talk about an actor named Matthew Marsden. He was in the show Reacher, uh, as well as a, a particularly early episode of CSI Miami that I remember very vividly and we are going to talk about his uh, not being hired for a job recently due to his vaccination status we'll talk about that and we're also going to talk about um r kelly he's in the news again so if you <laughs> ladies are ready with that with that being said we will just get right into it mary are we ready we are ready Anna Claire, are we ready i'm ready Actually, but first, what I what? can say, yeah, like that. Uh, guys, if you could like the video, leave comments oh, on the yeah. video, subscribe to the channel. I should be doing that more at the beginning of these episodes, so I'm doing it now. Gently tap yes. the like button. Yes. We do not We do not ask for any type of violence to the like button here. We like to keep things kind and cordial. 
Can't hear? No, I can't no. hear. Uh, it's, uh, hold on. Uh, I always okay. I try to. This never, didn't come up till like two fifty eight today. I'm so being this a is, serious reporter today. Is it shaming Hannah Claire Day today? Yes, I'm scandalized by this. It's uh, <laughs> Hannah Claire does another job and is under a deadline. But that, I, I love you know? being here. Yeah, I can hear. Okay, all right. Another thing I've been wanting to encourage you guys to do is leave rates and reviews for the podcast yeah. on the platforms where you listen: Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, Pandora, etc. Um, that really helps our visibility, so I just wanted to mention that too. Perfect. That is, uh, that is it in the chat's roasting me. Uh, they're roasting yes, you. Yes, they're roasting me. That's fine. What do they say? Uh, I'm not going to repeat it. I'm not going to repeat it because wow. they want me to repeat it. So, guys, uh, now, again, if we're ready, are we ready, Mary? We're ready yes. now. All right, Hannah Claire. Oh, I'm ready. All right, all right, good. We're off to a fantastic <laughs> start, guys. So it says, <laughs> we're off to a fantastic start. It says, J.K. Rowling criticized for launching discriminatory women's only service for sexual abuse victims. I said the word, unfortunately. It's, and, it and it's called Bira's Place. It's yes. named after a Scottish goddess of the winter time, I think. All right. Uh, this is women's only, not people who identify as women only, but biological women only if we even have to place a qualifier there now this is not her first trek into philanthropy but it's gonna be probably the highest profile because of her controversial yes. statements on gender ideology and i can't tell whether this is more of an attention grab or if it comes from a good place but either way i think based on what we've seen in this story that scotland has other women's centers that are overrun that have waiting lists they have to turn mm. people away it'll do good unintentionally whether or not she has the best intent in doing this uh i want to go back to what you just said you you were saying before that you said yeah uh, you mean she's saying sex but gender is, ideology what you just said before this right, right before, yes uh you said does it make a difference it does uh like what i found is that a lot of what goes on is conflation between biological sex and gender ideology, which is hilarious because that's exactly what they want. The people that are complaining about this stuff want it to be confusing. Something funny yeah. I'm seeing in response to this is like, I'm going to finally boycott Harry Potter finally. because of this. And it's like, if you weren't doing it, that now. already, you probably really like Harry Potter and you should just enjoy what you love. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of funny. And shut that up about it. Of all the things that make you stop, it's a clinic. It's literally, <laughs> yeah. it's an abuse shelter. No, someone literally tweeted i have full reason to boycott harry potter now another person said reminder that your attachment to harry potter is not more important than trans lives another person said jk rowling is ontologically evil what a c word i will never understand how people still unapologetically support her imagine the like the absolute gall to use ontologically <laughs> you don't even know sentence. what that word means in a, babe in like a you're sentence. on stan twitter I, I and it. you can go ahead and boycott harry potter you can boycott this women's mm -hmm. refuge or in any other projects or books that jk rowling comes up with in her career but ultimately she won't care and she is still richer than everyone who's criticizing her right now. Also, uh, it doesn't explicitly ban trans people, from what I understand. It's just assumed that so, it will because no, of her No, so a spokesperson, first off, points off for both of uh, you for not using the Kimcast link. I have it here. <laughs> uh, we do this to everyone who works here. If they reference a news article that it's, someone on our team has... Uh, has written about not in my control it's my not in my control it's okay it's not a big deal but uh, one of the things that i would note is there are a couple points that make this situation nuanced which is that there it um, 
Perfect. <laughs> See, it's like when you force your parents to hang your artwork on your yes, on, on the fridge. It's great. So um, they did have a spokesperson come out and specifically say this is a center that is offering female, meaning women, survivors of sexual violence, a place where they will not come into contact with a man, mm-hmm. biological, a biological man. Thing. See, that's and a big so part if of this hold on, it, so if there is someone who comes there for services, they will be. Uh, directed to a different place wherever appropriate mm. whether and it's also all men and uh biological anyone who identifies as a trans woman would mm. be directed somewhere else so they will not treat themselves but they will help connect trans people with okay. other resources notably uh the scottish health services they had this set this uh reaction that was like yeah i mean that's good because we do have too many people in need right now i mean and we offer uh it's, it's not like this is the only resource for trans-identifying people, right? The Scottish Health Services takes a really uh, liberal view of gender ideology, and they offer uh, rape, crisis counseling, sexual assault, violence. Uh, they offer services like that already to trans-identifying people. So this is also not a charity. It's not a nonprofit. It's completely yeah. privately funded by J.K. Rowling. So you couldn't have an activist who says you shouldn't be able to do that. Trans women are women. Mm-hmm. Uh, petition the government. She holds all the to power. Punish them. Right. Yeah. She gets yeah. to do this however she wants to. I which saw is that interesting. There, there were other board members, but is J.K. Rowling really the only person funding this? Yeah, she's like the pro- singular person she's, funding this. It doesn't. Does she take want donation. funding from anyone else? No, it doesn't. It's so the whole can, point is that okay. She, that so would, that, that this is them one of the, having to comply with any other ordinance. So part of it is that the Scottish yeah. government is considering legislation that makes it so. So right now in Scotland, you have to uh, be diagnosed with gender dysphoria by a psychiatrist to be able to be able to apply for a certificate of gender identity. So it basically says like if you're if you think if you're a biological man and you think you're a woman, you have to convince a psychiatrist they diagnose you, and the government will then be like, here from now on, you can be legally recognized by the gender mm-hmm. of your mind's choosing. Uh, this is something that most of the board members and J.K. Rowling are has specifically spoken out against because they say there are places that current legislation permits to be single sex, and this will then uh, violate this because you yeah. won't have people having to verify. You have to provide them service, even if they just say, you know, I, I feel like I'm a woman. You know, if you're a gender fluid person, it's like, well, today I'm a woman, so I want to use a woman's locker room or a, you know, like one of the problems becomes like prisons. It gets really macro, but this is coming up against a question of like how does scotland as a government think about gender uh holistically and it's sort of a preemptive step she did this interview that was really jk rowling did this interview that was really interesting saying like i was extremely angry about this upcoming legislation and then i realized i could do something about it and so this is her doing something about it which i applaud like if you yeah one of the criticisms that they were getting is this is a private limited liability company they're not registered as a nonprofit charity therefore jk rowling is going to shield herself from the consequences if things go wrong for patients they're also pointing out that uh the website for bira's place is marked as insecure on multiple browsers right now and therefore they're saying it's vulnerable to get hacked and have survivor information leaked but probably if that happened it would be by nefarious actors from gender ideology camps so right, i don't know why i don't point know that, that out. you can trust i mean in this day of like technological warfare from like one-sided politics i don't know that you can trust something that's marking a website insecure right like if you're looking at it in your google chrome browser which has a left-leaning bias already did you know fast growing trees is the biggest online nursery in the u.s 
with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S., they have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Of course, they think this thing is insecure because they don't like it. I'm not saying that's what's going on. I'm just suggesting I have no that. idea why it says that. Exactly. But the, the website on their frequently asked questions page was answering the question, why is Bira's place for women only? The answer is our service is offered in accordance with the Equality Act of 2010, which permits the provision of single sex services for women in various situations where there is good reason for them. And then they provide all of these examples of mm -hmm. scientific evidence that this is helpful for victims of abuse. So um, basically all the people whining on Twitter are ignoring the evidence. Yes. And... They hate J.K. Rowling to begin with before this news ever came out, and they're just looking for more reasons to trash her. One thing I love, one paragraph that I love, the one that signaled clown world to me, well, was this one. It says, all victims of sexual abuse and assault need support, love, and help. They need facilities to help them with their traumas that they have faced. I'd be praising setting up a refuge if it wasn't rooted in turning some women away. Yeah. It's, um... Another it's, person said, I think it's actually quite telling to the vindictive nature of J.K. Rowling that she's had the means, resources, and power to set up a crisis center for over 20 years, and she's only decided to do it now so she can use it as some bizarre point scoring against trans victims do you realize that 20 years ago yes when she had or even 10 years ago when she had the power and resources to create a center like this the culture was not in the same place it is now she therefore have felt it the need wouldn't have existed yeah. as much as it does now yep. the legislation that you were talking about hannah claire was not about to get passed and therefore there was not as much of an urgent need for something where they're dedicated to a very specific pool of victims i also say that she has a history of um philanthropic activity whether you agree with them or not i know she has uh, a different nonprofit that specifically works on adoption issues in the uk i mean just because 10 20 years ago this was not her philanthropic focus i don't see an argument for she should never join this fight, right? If Scotland mm -hmm. doesn't have the resources to provide care for people in these situations, why wouldn't you ask a private institution to be involved in it? Like, I think we should have people who have the resources and power doing as much as they can to serve their mm -hmm. communities in as many ways as possible. Just because she didn't already do it doesn't mean that she shouldn't now. It doesn't really make sense. I also thought it was interesting that uh, Mr. Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe, responded on the Trevor Project website, which is an organization that provides 24-7 They have Daniel Radcliffe. 
Radcliffe on yeah. a leash um, over there at the Trevor like, Trevor Project. They get his public statements my po- on like clockwork on their website. I've always thought he was dating someone involved with it. Like, what is going on there? <laughs> my my point here is that they're allowed to have their groups specific to their causes. She is not. According to them. Well, when they say, like, go make your own thing, go do yeah. your own thing, stop encroaching on what we do, then you do that. And they, and they every single time follow you to your new project yep. and tell you that it should be banned or they want to pass legislation to make it illegal. Whatever you do, you won't escape their constant watch. And oddly enough, it ends up deflecting the, uh, the, uh, the problems of bad men. In this situation because it's no longer about what men are doing to how men are abusing women. It's just about it's become about this, which is, you know, a sub like a tiny amount of the population compared to the women that are actually likely being abused by their male counterparts. Right. So now you're not talking about what actually matters, which is the abuse that women are suffering at the hands of I guess it doesn't have to just be men, but it, it could be. I'm guessing that the majority of those cases would be at, at the hand of other men, even when it's no trans victims, although same sex female relationships large, are extremely yeah, high rates of uh, domestic violence. But it, the point is, is That's that it like, deflects. Stop it. I've already heard that talking point. But I'm saying, but the point is here is that it's deflecting the point away. So then the men get uh, the bad men get off the hook here because they were not even talking about that issue we're just talking about something that isn't really relevant because it shouldn't even matter because it's not anybody's business but hers what she does with a business she builds and starts on her own right there was this disingenuous criticism of her shelter saying you know jk rowling doesn't believe men get abused too that's completely intellectually dishonest to say that care. you're not recognizing yeah. all other problems that exist in the world no. by focusing on finding solutions for one of them. And let's face it, that's whoever, such that, a lie. whoever that person was doesn't give a crap if men of get course. abused. Right. Also, They're using it as a cudgel. Like, really, if we are hoping to actively serve the people in these situations, whether they be male or female, right, we would look at this like a specialist. If you have cancer, you can go to the doctor and they might be able to help you, but really they'll direct you to an oncologist. Yes. If you are a woman facing domestic violence and you live in Scotland who that is already strapped for resources, it would be nice to have another specialized option, especially if you feel extremely uncomfortable being treated by a man in any way, well, right? In- what if the only caseworker the state has offered available to you is a man and that in some ways, you know, is makes you feel like especially if you're a victim of domestic violence like you should be able to work with a woman if that resource is provided to you by a pipe by a private organization well also it's like the women that are going here aren't going to necessarily the the women that are being brought to these shelters aren't necessarily in line with her politically as far as this issue they're just women that have been abused you're punishing these women by trying to shut this clinic down because, because you don't you like don't jk like rowling's it's, tweets it's right like, and isn't there someone else who is pro the trans community who could start yeah. a specific shelter yeah. for them like that doesn't they're, mean they're, that no one exist. else they do exist and that doesn't mean no one else can do this like let her serve a small specific a community of affected women without it being a uh, threat to your community, which also has access to care already. They don't believe that, though. They believe that anything that doesn't include them is considered a threat to their con- uh, to their community and, exclu- a, and uh, not inclusive. Which is so insecure. Like, if the government recognized you enough to devote taxpayer resources towards you yeah. and one private organization is like, well, since you guys already have something, we're going to focus on this. Like, it's not a threat to you. You have to get over yourself. There's one criticism of this that I think actually should bear a mention. They've found that uh, J.K. Rowling selected one board member who has experience running a women's prison called Court and Vale, which 
has, uh, I think, failed to pass certain inspections because they imposed poor conditions on female inmates. Yeah. I don't know much about that situation because I just don't understand the connection to Beer's place, right? Beer's place. She's one of the board members. Yeah, but she's not a prison, and she's on the board. Like she's not the director of it. Like I get what you're saying. It's worth noting her. Well, they think it's hypocritical that maybe J.K. Rowling didn't look into this woman's history, but also like her implication. Did the person leveling this accusation look into why the prison has? failed the inspections like Obviously it's serious <laughs> but all uh, it's like it's like this thing where they're grasping for straws right they're like yeah well here's some bad press about someone who's sort of associated with this like she's not even the director of bureau's place like, sure i just hate that we're always trying to ruin like potentially positive things right if yeah it, it is all about like i don't want good news i want bad news all the time yeah. every day they're addicted to finding new reasons to be angry one person said i'm sure if jk rowling single-handedly saved children from a burning building then pink news readers would accuse her of neglecting firefighters no matter what she says or does. Mm. Some people always look for an issue. This is what, I mean, this was kind of born out of Trump times, right? Where everything he did was bad no matter what. But I do have good news. Wait, hold on. My last point is, I think it's funny because you can j- you can boycott Harry Potter for whatever reason you want. Like, if you feel like she's mean to trans people, you can boycott it. Yeah. If you don't like that she said Albus Dumbledore is gay, you could also boycott <laughs> it. Also the witchcraft thing. Like, this woman cannot do anything but lose i'm not even a huge fan but like this is clearly a positive thing Mm -hmm. like privately funded it's not going to cost anyone else anything and it can really help people in need like why do we have to be like she didn't do it exactly right so this is awful uh well that's because they're that's they're being intellectually dishonest and they're not mad that she didn't do it exactly right they're mad she's made literally every camp mad she's made the religious right angry she's made a lot of right wingers who who don't like the you know retroactively changing the storyline to make dumbledore gay thing uh they don't like the race swapping hermione thing And then now she has this new camp that's mad at her about not agreeing with gender ideology. It's just like this woman can't make everyone happy, nor does she want to. She said herself, I get my checks at the end of the day. I don't care what you say. And speaking of those checks, she bought an island from Johnny Depp, guys. So she's yeah. winning either way. She bought I love a, this headline, by the way. Uh, forced to escape <laughs> painful Amber Heard memories, Johnny Depp sells gargantuan Bahamas Island to J.K. Rowling. Makes a $72 million profit. Uh, he Do bought it for it's like... That he is- Escaping memories or trying to rebuild his bank account? Off, off, well, he sold it for 70... He, he made $72 million profit. He bought it for, like, just a couple of million. Uh, it says down here, However, all the good memories combined weren't enough to deter Depp from selling his private island. The ghosts of his relationship with Amber Heard were simply too much. I feel like this is being written with snark. And I he bought it, it for $3.6 yeah. and just sold it for, for $75 million. That's insane. She should build- Real estate is is really going up. She really, she should have bought the island and donated it to trans people. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Well, I don't know what she was doing. <laughs> well, she should have built the called... clinic there yeah. on the island. It'd be hard for the women of Scotland to you get there. You just need there. to swim. You gotta, you gotta fly them out there. Wait, why did she choose Scotland? Do you know? That's where she lives in Edinburgh. She, is she from there? No, she's not from there, but that's where she lives. Oh, okay. So, you know what? She, at least she's got her island that she now owns. So, she can laugh 
on her island on her own private beach while everyone's mad at her all the time. Literally Yay. all. Do you think she, I, like, I can't help but feel smug just on her behalf? Do you think like when she's having a bad day, she like she's like, oh my god, people are so mean to me on Twitter. I think I'm gonna go to my island and unwind. Like I imagine <laughs> I like, it, like she, she's QVC online shopping, yeah. except it's like crazy rich people yeah, version. Yeah, she bought this she's, island at two in the morning because somebody said something particularly like hurtful no, on Twitter. I just like that she's like, I saw a problem and I did something. Yeah. I feel like there are so many people complaining and like good for her for taking the heat. Like she knew this was gonna happen when she made this mission specific obviously she's picked her board members uh who share her opposition to upcoming mm -hmm. legislation like i i think it's so easy to uh say that things should be different or that we should do something and i think if she has the resources to put them towards community good we should applaud her for that also it seems like when american celebrities try to do stuff like this they either do it in tandem with the government or they expect the government to do this, this, this stuff. They just virtue signal about it. They don't actually do anything about it other than maybe make a donation to a previously already run charity that has dubious intent uh, and board members that get way more money than anybody that's actually helped via the charity. Yeah, this is why you so. don't round up when they ask you if you want to round up because you don't have the information on where it's going. It's, uh, well, and plus that's a, that, like you should never round up when they ask you to round up purely out of the guilt trip. Right. Like just because, Do you like, want to round up to... <laughs> feed this i'm showing you a picture of this starving child yeah and if you don't you're a bad person i also love it's like there's uh there's the meme i posted there it's like uh, would you like to round up to uh to help feed home, uh poor people it's like me i'm poor people like i'm the poor person i can't round up it, i also like that she did found this where where she lives because yeah. she's seeing a community problem and focusing on solutions in her proximity. That's where your circle of influence is. I never want to feel mean, but it really does feel like one of those things where you complain. Like, they're complaining about something. And then when you leave to go do your own thing away from the complaining, they follow you to continue complaining about the thing they have nothing to do with. And nothing she's doing takes away from resources no. that are already offered to that community. Like, I mm -hmm. cannot stress this enough. Yes, it's an LLC. That's totally normal in business to have something that protects you from liability. I think that she's like, she's not asking for taxpayer money. The government's not involved. No uh, national health workers are being taken away from this. Like, it's even its then, those, that's, that offers those health workers have a free right, have their own right to sure, make more money like, working elsewhere. But like, she is not diverting resources that are already open to this specific community that's angry yeah. with her. She's just offering yeah. more resources. She, she does like a thing like a Burger King to McDonald's. She opens it up right next door to like one that does uh, include trans people. Like just to like, but she starts opening them up opposite regular clinics. But I honestly hope she does that because I bet a lot of these clinics have extremely long waiting yeah. lines. And if you're already they... uncomfortable, you can just go next door and get help. Like that's good. I've heard that some of these clinics that are stretched thin in Scotland are also known for implementing... Uh, re-education on survivors about so, gender ideology if they have and that's so jk that's rowling uh specifically talked about this in her interview uh, ahead of uh beer's place opening or being announced she said that the leading i have to look at my article to pull it up but one of the leading government figures on this issue went on a pro-feminist podcast and said like while people are there we can re-educate them on their transphobic views and she was that was what triggered this whole thing mm -hmm. she was like why why is that necessary why can't you just offer like how does help? that help them heal it's adorable that people are like finally figuring out that the government isn't there to help them <laughs> 
Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's adorable to see them catch up. So let's go to some super chats. Simon said, Smiggity smash that like button. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Thank you, Simon. Yesh said, slam a jamma that thumb button. Wait, who said that? Yesh. No, the first one. Simon? Waffle Sensei? Mine says Waffle Sensei. Uh, oh my gosh, is the mask revealing who this guy is? Wait, did he like switch accounts or something? I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. It shows up as Simon for me, so. Oh, I might, I might have read that wrong. Potatoes for Seamus said, no surge, we purge unless Hannah Claire and her eyes are here. Yeah, are no here. surge, please what? don't purge. What if I, I came without my eyes? I thought it was <laughs> the jawline that they looked forward to and the eyes. What is it that they looked forward to with surge? I wonder. I. We, everyone His general demeanor. He's the well, like plus, ball. hasn't he been absent from IRL for a while, for a couple of days? Sec, yeah. so He's not doing great. We need we need him back and healthy. Yeah, please don't purge, guys. Pray. Tacti Flatty said, Hannah Claire, I now regret making a meme from your article. Uh, which article, I ask you? From this article? I want to know what this meme was. Also, are you bullying me on the internet? Bullying you good. on the internet. <laughs> Grey Jedi Outcast said, baby, it's cold outside. Okay, I literally... I went down a rabbit hole the other day that I should not have gone down of okay. like I got stuck in a doom scroll of people arguing about baby it's cold outside and consent <laughs> and by oh, the time no. I was done I wanted That's to like, like three years old buddy you're just getting to honest that argument no, is... no it was because it was part of a comedy piece that somebody posted because he, he compared baby it's cold outside to WAP to WAP and basically like the idea was not like, seeing the one is allowed similarities the idea here he's a boom <laughs> the guy's a boomer and he's like one has vulgar lyrics the other one is being canceled but the guy doesn't understand why the modern day you know weirdos on the internet talk about the consent of the song but the point is is I got stuck in this like hour-long doom scroll where I read just the most frivolous takes and all I can think of like it, on one hand you feel like look at these losers on the internet arguing over this I'm sitting here reading it. Look at the loser like, on the uh, internet look at the reading loser it. On the internet reading all of this crap. Like in the I'm talking like dissertation length explanations <laughs> as to why baby it's cold outside is uh not a good thing for society. I bet there actually have been And why white Christmas is racist. Yes. Also and, and then a big part of it got into a weird like most of these songs were written by Jewish people and I'm like where is this going? This is <laughs> creeping me out like people are weird, dude. People are freaking weird. Once again, the internet was a mistake. It was. It kind of was. <laughs> Potatoes for Seamus said Brett's hair is self-care. <laughs> Claire, love your eyes. Hi, Mary. He really does switch off depending on the day with who just gets the high. Yeah. Have you noticed that? <laughs> Always like, keeps us on our toes. Keeps us on our toes. And I, I barely have any any hair today, though I did mention the other day that uh, I'm never shaving my head again because I look like my brother when I shave my head. And I just, I never thought, like, people would say we looked like each other growing up, and I never saw it. And then it just, one day, it just appeared, and it was extremely unnerving. No, thank you. Shards of Narsil said, by the way, Brett, if you want to watch Heroes past season one, skip season two. It was during the writing strike and it's <gasps> horrible. Yeah, he's right because Heroes started in 2006 and the writer's strike of 2007 was particularly rough on the entertainment industry. Look no further than Transformers. Uh, <laughs> the second Transformers movie as a perfect example, as well as uh, James Bond, Quantum of Solace, both written during writer's strikes. Very clearly movies that like, Needed heavy rewrites, but they're just like, eh, 
did the writer's strike ever accomplish what it wanted to accomplish? I don't, I never. I'm assuming no, that No, it just they, kind of ended. They ran out of money. Yeah. And they're like, going back to work. Cool. But, I, I don't know. Please don't come for me, writers. But also, um, the, the funny thing about it is he's, he's saying that season two is really bad. I'm, I just started episode one of season two. First of all, I got major, like, they pulled from so many different sci-fi genres with how they finished season one. But as soon as season two started and they have a, a samurai, a, a Japanese samurai played by the extremely white David Anders, who's really good. He's an amazing actor. He's been in, he was in iZombie. He's been in all sorts of, uh, all sorts of things. He plays a, like a, basically like a European warrior in, in Japan with uh-huh. uh, Mazioka's uh, character of Hero. I'm already loving it, but I'm sure it gets worse. I'm only like halfway through the first episode. I fell asleep. Bjorg with Pipe said, did people eat whales that, ble- that beached themselves in the olden days? Um, probably not. What was the question? Did people eat whales that beached themselves in the olden days? That well, seems unsafe. What's the olden days? Because, like, Connecticut had a huge whaling company or, like, wh- whaling industry. So the blubber was used for oil. They eat the meat. They use the skin, stuff like that. I don't know if it's Only if specific. it's fresh. I don't know if that's true, though. I feel like if you're a fisherman and a whale because like they beach themselves but they take a while to die like they lay oh. there and die it's like very sad i love it the chat is now discussing uh baby it's cold outside <laughs> we haven't heard debating whales we have give us your takes. debate give us your takes about why it? baby it's cold outside I'm it's actually guys, our word culture we should have a whole pop culture christmas music roundup episode pop culture christmas I why love that. why is it uh, is it because he tries to c- convince her that it's okay to stay there's because this, it's, he, she has an excuse? And she says he has this line where he's like, stay here. And she's like, say what's in this drink? And people are like, he roofied her. It's, like, it's the best because women love That's when men make excuses true. for them. Yeah. It's their favorite activity. Yeah. I, I just, uh, I just, I get it. Women commit. love plausible deniability. That's what the song is about. Well, and remember, as I say, like women are generally allergic to any type of responsibility or taking That's responsibility. That's what the song is about. That's why everyone loves it. I also want to point out that uh, for stuff like this, whenever I see these debates online and then I hear people arguing about how rough th- it is to live here, I'm like, you're arguing about like a song from the 1940s in the meaning of it. Your life isn't that bad. You're fine. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they mean they don't like living in the 1940s. They're generally opposed to it. Well, I'm just They're saying. psychoanalyzing people, a Christmas people song. People the complaining. most irrelevant argument is we are not in the, the 1940s. People complaining about living in 20, you know, in, in the 21st century America, but then don't realize that they just have it that good now. You know, it's fine. I mean, they have it comfortable. Yes. I would say not good, but good. comfortable. Not good, yeah. but comfortable. Fair enough. One more, and then we'll. Okay. We'll <laughs> Indifferent <laughs> app said, "I love J.K. I do. Love Are you him. only gonna say very strong statements or of love or hate when you're called indifferent app?" I kind of love it. I kind of love it. Is this person new? All right. What is the logic here? <laughs> we, we, we will find out. All right, guys, we're moving on. So we've got uh, we've got Howard Stern. Uh, he had spoken up about what happened uh, about his opinions on what uh, Christy Alley and the passing of Christy Alley it says Howard Stern floats anti-vax theory over Christy Alley's death maybe she didn't go to the doctor Howard enough. Stern is always just going off about something he really I, does. I find him very annoying here's exactly what he said about Kirsty Alley she died on Monday of colon cancer and he just pulled this Rest theory out of his ass he said what freaked me out about <laughs> she died of colon cancer and he pulled this out of his he, ass. yes <laughs> he what freaked me but out I'm, about Kirsty Alley is that she's 71 and i know to some people that's old 
But to me, that's young, and they're saying it was a sudden kind of cancer. Maybe this was a theory this morning we were all discussing. Maybe she didn't go to the doctor soon enough when she wasn't feeling well, but that's complete. That's a story made up by us. I mean, there's no facts behind it. And uh, Kirstie Alley is known for having, you know, said things critical of the vaccine. In October 21, she said, get the vaccines and boosters. I don't care. But until they can prevent me from getting COVID or prevent you from getting it, I won't be getting it and will ignore mandates to get it. Seems fair to me. That's a pretty measured response. And Howard Stern is known for being extreme about like COVID fear mongering. I also want to point out that this is like the future of any shock jock. Who like who, oh, who, did, yeah. who has like, hot takes when they're younger and just turns into a crotchety old man when they're older? Yeah, he's completely like forfeited his brand that he's this off the wall shock jock, politically incorrect, anti-establishment. He's he's totally given that up in favor of basically being the same as Mark Ruffalo, as George Takai, as Rob Reiner. All of these people are the same. They all are just one big hive mind. I also want to point out that one of the things that he seems to ignore in this uh, relatively hot take is that you couldn't go to a doctor for regular stuff early on in COVID. Like People weren't getting cancer treatments because they couldn't go to doctors on a regular basis, right? People have also, like since things have died down, been denied... Uh, organ transplants or yeah. the ability to donate organs because of their vaccination status, which is crazy. I think that you know, mostly this is just grotesque that he's even commenting on what her cause of death was instead of just saying like RIP and moving on. Other people were criticizing her after her death for having supported Trump, which is just again, like it's grotesque to point that out about anyone when their body isn't even cold yet. It's extremely tacky and gross. Well, it's uh, like, it's also, I'll give, I, I can give him the, the benefit of the doubt in this way. Like he, they have the same birthday apparently. Uh, so he's jealous of her. So in, in, she was Actually, apparently, he has the birthday now. Am I right? She was, she was apparently <laughs> like, uh, she was like one of the better guests on that show. And maybe the idea here is that maybe they had somewhat of a friendship back in the day. And the problem is he's a, he's a, forward-facing, he's a front-facing personality, right? So he's working through something that is both public and private at the same time in public. Well, Brett, I understand that you're a contrarian, but I don't want to give Howard Stern the benefit of the doubt I, here. He, I'm not, I'm not, being, I'm not trying to be contrary. We, we like, know that he's an absolute nut when it comes to all of this COVID stuff. He is yes. extremely enthusiastic about the vaccine to say the least and then other people were commenting on her relationship with Scientology so Kirstie Alley was a Scientologist one of the commenters on this said I suspect Scientology is to blame Scientology despises the medical profession and espouses mind over matter when it comes to physical and mental health both both Kirstie Alley who had colon cancer and Kelly Preston who had breast cancer were members of Scientology They were diagnosed in the late stages of cancer. Both died from diseases that are eminently treatable and or curable when diagnosed early. So you can't help but wonder. If she didn't get, if she wasn't getting screened because of her religious beliefs. What if Scientology is the world's largest uh, Trump supporting religion and that is the only way to cancel Scientology? (laughs) Then where is Tom Cruise in all of this? Then they'll come out and be against Scientology, which I believe is very much a cult. And I know Brett is a Scientology apologist. It is a cult. And like maybe there is a valid uh, 
it's it's a valid concern that we should be able to talk openly about the influence of Scientology in Hollywood, especially, but maybe not do that by invoking Kirstie Alley's name just in the hours and the days Too after quickly. she died. I think that that's sleazy, um, especially if you're a public figure doing that. So another person who commented is Leah Ramini, or is it Leah? It's Leah Remini, I think. Remini. Um, she's also a former Scientologist. She left the Church of Scientology in 2013. And she uh, actually went on Howard Stern's show in 2015. And she's denounced Scientology very strongly since then. She claimed that her and Kirstie Alley were not allowed to interact if they crossed paths because she had been shunned by the Church of Scientology. And Kirstie Alley is like publicly disagreed with and bashed Leah Remini for, and she's like called her a bigot because of the things that she said about Scientologists. Um, so here's what Remini said to the Rolling Stone recently after Kirstie Alley's death. While it has been reported that Kirstie sought conventional cancer treatment, which gave her a fighting chance, the majority of Scientologists don't seek treatment until it's too late. Scientologists are convinced they can cure themselves of diseases like cancer. It's one of the more sinister things they promise, and because Scientology claims to be an exact science, not a faith, its members are brainwashed into believing these claims, these false claims, as guarantees. So, I mean, possibly, but what's the value in speculating when it's an individual? Yeah. You know? Well, I, I it, like you said, to me, it's more about how quickly they did it and the lack of tact behind it, especially if you're somebody who knew them. Even even moderately well, it should give you pause. The stuff about her I mean, being MAGA was just, like, completely beyond the pale. Like, that yeah. should not be... Shouldn't matter. ...discussed. It shouldn't matter it's at all. It's worth noting that, like, when people die suddenly people who are against the vax are quick to be like, oh, interesting, did you get the vaccine? Yeah. So it happens on both sides, so we can't yeah. really have the decorum argument, even I, right? Even I've made, like, the, it was probably safe Well, it's different, though, there. because, like, are you going on this show or are you going on, you know, IRL and, like, saying, this person died today, I think it's because they had this medical treatment and blah, 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 or I think it's because of their religion, which says this and that. Like, it's different when you're talking about it in generalities versus an individual, especially if you personally knew them. Um, another thing is like these tweets where people are like, R.I.P. Kirstie Alley, I didn't uh, agree with everything she said, but you know, she was a great actress and whatever. Like no one reading your tweet that says R.I.P. is assuming that you agree with everything that dead person has ever said. Yep. Like, no one assumes that just because you say rest in peace, you stand with every decision and every opinion this person has ever made. That's ridiculous. They're just virtue signaling. That only works if, like, the point of that of that comment is to say, like, we, we sparred on occasion and we, we fought, but we got along, uh, you know, despite the fact that we didn't see eye to eye in a lot of things. If that was, like, a main part of a personal relationship you had yeah. with someone, that makes sense. Otherwise, it doesn't really But if you didn't know this me. person, it's just, yeah. like, why do you feel the need to point that out? Uh, also, I, wa I want to say, like, like, when is the right time? Like, this is something that you just have to learn, like, in, in as an adult. But like, celebrities when... have no... Knowledge of, of how to interact socially. They're extremely yeah. maladjusted people, so of course they don't know that. So when would be when would it have been fair? Like maybe she comes back up in the news six months from now because of something to do with her uh, her probate. You know her her estate comes out of probate or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when when is it? 
fair to at least talk about this stuff again. I mean, I think it's ghoulish either way, but... I mean, the other argument is that, like, it's not ghoulish and you're allowed to speculate it about, you know, cause yeah. of death or whatever from the beginning, which people do um, all the time, right? When yeah. Eric Carter died, people speculated about what, what the cause was. Uh, I think generally Howard Stern is just, like, someone who rubs a lot of people yeah. the wrong way uh the raps headline that says maybe she didn't go to the doctor soon enough seems more like a jab at yeah. um scientology than it does on like the whole vaccine front um but i i don't know it's sad that she she's gone because the loss of life is tragic but also you know it's not like her family is going to come out either way and tell us you know but, it also Anything feels like more than they have. one of these things where it's like there's no escaping it like from anybody. If 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 this is going to happen with Kirstie Alley, it's going to happen with any celebrity of any mild amount of note. And you're kind of trapped in this world now where even the most unimportant of person, I'm not saying that about her, but I'm saying like even the most banal of, of personalities will be dragged by someone for some reason when they die because they somebody mm -hmm. did, disagreed with something they said on Twitter 10 years this prior. This is another reason like I feel uncomfortable about dead people's social media accounts remaining up and maybe they should all have a memorialized status like on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook has that. Um so that people can't use it like Kathy Griffin did on her own dead mother's Twitter account, like using it to troll Elon Musk and failing and just looking like an absolute freak. Mm -hmm. Well, and like when Christy Allen's Allie's family posted their announcement, yeah. like it was phrased like my mother has passed away. So people who didn't look down to the end where it says her kid's name were like, why is she telling us about her mom? To oh, it's yeah. actually her. Like it's there is confusing. some strange. On the other hand, like her kids aren't, famous in the way she was so if you're a fan of hers like you would look to her twitter account first like mm -hmm. i don't know that our uh, our sense of decorum or understanding of what the proper etiquette is when announcing one's death has caught up to the social media era and i, that I don't will know change. i i will over time for sure what yeah. is considered acceptable will change mm -hmm. over, over time as we as we figure out what to do with our social medias as we yeah. as we pass what's going to happen like <laughs> it's like when you have like one of those like either you're a boomer a, a set of boomer old people or you're a guy or a girl who has cheated and stayed with the person where you have joint accounts what happens if one of the people in the joint account dies do you just like casually remove one of the names from the joint account i don't know i've had some high school classmates who have passed and their parents had to like figure out how to get into their facebooks and stuff like that because they didn't want them to like accidentally get hacked or mm -hmm. like for yeah. their photos to be used for a catfish or stuff like that and like you know, in that sense, like kind of a terrible chore to do after you lose someone. Then let me ask you guys this. What do you want to happen to your social media when you, when and if you pass? Maybe you live forever. Who knows? Uh, gosh, I don't know. What's your plan? Uh, I haven't thought about it. I kind of want to post like, like, like leave like funny messages for like... <laughs> <laughs> right. like, schedule posts for like, the future well, no like, like you're gonna like, put it in all of your drafts in the like, drafts yeah like leave like uh like like leave like roast notes for my brother in in the drafts since that's how me, me and him communicate usually <laughs> I like through. that your plan is that your older brother is gonna outlive you probably very <laughs> so dark today it's very, so dark very likely but like the point is is like you know, or or like you know, uh, assuming one day if if uh, if I have kids, you leave you leave something 
nice to your kids in the in the social media sphere. I don't know. That's something kind like of a that. nice way to make sure, like, you always have said something nice to them at the end, right? Like, people talk about, like, finding notes from their loved ones or, like, yeah. hearing a voicemail finding like, a that's book. left before the person dies. And it's like, oh, I just really yeah. like you. Finding out your mom bought a book called <laughs> What Happens When Your Grown Children Disappoint Them. Welcome to Therapy Crisis with Brett. Um, but, like, or, or, like... Identity crisis. Yes, there you go. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just... All I know is I don't want people logging into my account and posting anything. I don't want to be yeah. Chadwick Boseman, please, especially if it's for advertising a product that I was not a part of. Um, that's scary. Yeah. I, I don't want to be feet like I don't want to get my image fed into AI engines. I don't want any of that stuff. I think it's just tasteless and like Howard Stern is tasteless. He's known for being yeah. that way. He's known for looking at, for all of these opportunities to say incendiary things and talk shit. And he, he's obviously ignorant and likes to fear monger. And uh, he's not cool anymore. So he's bitter about that. And <laughs> so instead of he, he weren't so damn insecure, he'd actually follow through on his regular threats to retire and quit finally. And we'd all be better off for it. Yeah. But I think uh, Broken Clock can be right twice a day. And he recently called Prince Harry and Meghan Markle <laughs> whiny bitches. Well, uh, and I, I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. Yep. So, so there's a there's a silver lining. Well, from you know, Howard you, Stern. you uh you know you shoot enough, you're gonna you're gonna hit at least a few baskets uh, if, if you shoot enough times throughout the day. So yeah, it is what it is. But to me, it's just one of those things that I am more interested in, like what happens with your because your social media life is now becoming more of who you are for a lot of people than your actual physical mm -hmm. existence. There's whole swaths of people that seem to be more connected to who they are digitally than who they are in the physical world. Which is why we should take pop culture crisis to the radio waves. Like, uh, yeah. Let, let, that let, would go great. That would, that would, would you guys follow us to the radio? That's, uh, well, I was like, that's like when, when this show started, I was like, well, I've got a face for radio. So that's, that's perfect. <laughs> it's, uh, but like, I, I do wonder about that stuff because I, I have friends and I know people just through like the skating community and just people in general who are very, very connected to their social media platforms, whether it's because they built a business on there or they built their own platform and they, and they engage heavily with other people. Like what that might become more important to a lot of them if they don't see a lot of people or they feel less important in the real world than they do digitally, then you might be more worried about how you come off, you know, how your profiles come off after you pass and stuff like that. I just so. don't like the idea of leaving something like that out there to be taken. Like how many times have people, you know, suddenly sent you a message about like, you can get these cool sunglasses and it's obviously like they've been hacked. Like I hate mm -hmm. the idea yeah. of like my hacked yeah profile hanging around after i'm gone and selling like, people sunglasses selling people sunglasses or giving them viruses being used for nefarious <laughs> purposes or like having to be something that like your descendants have to take care of you know like <laughs> if i yeah not if, fun they it, should they should they should just get like if ultimately they should all get deleted because they're liabilities and could become bots in my opinion yeah but. if i become like a head like what is the headphones that they're always selling online the the beats the beat not beats they're uh Oh, the Raycon? If, if I end up, like, po posthumously selling Raycon headphones, may God have mercy on my soul if, if that's where I end up. So, just saying. All right, let's go to, to some Super Chats. I need to stop watching YouTube, said, 20 years ago, even Obama was against gay marriage. Gay marriage was not legal in a single country until 2000. Now it's legal in nearly half. Quinky dink? Uh, is it a quinky dink? 
if it's not a quinky dink, then I don't know what exactly you're implying. Doink a quink. But um, yeah, <laughs> potatoes for Seamus said hashtag Brett lives matter. Hashtag Brett man is king. <laughs> hashtag fear Brett. Hail potato. Uh, hail Emoji? potato. <laughs> and don't fear me. Uh, fearing me would be ill-advised. That makes trust no me, sense. Trust me, Seth Brett. Trust me. Trust me. me. <laughs> Nothing to be afraid of. Johnny Derp said people in Scotland get punched. Who knew? You know, the funny thing is, is Scotland and Ireland are both the places that I would like to go if I if I was to... They're cool know, places to visit. If I was to blow this popsicle stand and get the hell out of here. Blow this popsicle I would, stand. I would want to go to... Haven't heard that one in a while. Uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> Either Ireland or Scotland. <laughs> Let's feels blow like, this popsicle stand. I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they're cool to visit, but maybe not to live there permanently unless so, you're as rich as J.K. Rowling. So like New York? Fun to visit, kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that at least. Yeah. Tacti Platy said, Hannah Claire, article of dictionary changing the definition of woman. Woman and man, yeah. Did you write that today? Yeah, or? Cambridge uh, Cambridge Dictionary has changed the definition of man and woman. What does it say? Uh, it oh. says that it's it's a uh, female, like a woman was a, is a female human being or also someone who identifies as female even if they weren't originally born. So blah, they blah, just blah. added the second definition to the already Yeah, so all dictionary websites like offer, you know, one, two, three, four definitions. Yeah. But they also updated the like example sentences that go with it to be like, Mary is a woman who was born a female or born male at birth or whatever I don't ever notice how colloquial definitions never go both ways like like a band changing their name because the term slave couldn't possibly mean they were a slave to their career or a slave to anything else other than the slavery of just uh, the only one that matters which is you know what happened here in America rather than just, all of the slaveries that have happened throughout every culture throughout history I just don't think we should see the language right like don't trust these dictionaries. That's, Don't use them anymore. Long before I came here to work, that seemed to be my number one takeaway from all of this is that everything that we're going through is from obfuscation of facts and truth via language, right? Like you can never know when you're arguing with someone, especially on topics like this, whether you're even arguing about the same points because you have no idea if you are on agreed upon definitions of the same very, very important key phrases. Well, and I would go one step further and say that a lot of people will try and use the language of um, certain groups to try and reason with them but by using their language you, you see, are affirming yeah. Yeah. their thesis from the beginning so you can't do that either like that's evil i think and it's i mean it's it's easy for me to say like the conservatives do the most i'm sure it happens on both sides to some degree but most frequently it's conservative people in a conservative position ceding language to the left oh always and therefore being wrong like they should stop doing that immediately Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yep. Big Dave sent us 99 cents without a message. Strong, as usual. Strong, silent Thank type. You. Big Dave, you are the man. Nathan Koss said, did you guys see the UNICEF Vax commercial? Dude. 
Did I, you? Nope. I have. I didn't. I have a friend, like my my friend, who's going through the world's fastest red pilling. Now he's posting every time, every time that Pfizer posts, like, or the government says, "Have you gotten your booster shot yet?" He's like, he posts it and says, "Wow, th- do they have like an end of year quota?" Because they keep posting like government updates on like, have you gotten it yet? Is it that have they have got- an end of your quota or is that they already bought millions of yeah. doses and that it's just a waste of money and they'll expire? They, they don't just them. want them sitting in a... We were talking the other day about how like maybe the most dystopian thing right now is like government-sponsored memetics. Like Pfizer memes are the road to hell. Like the road to hell is paved <laughs> in like Pfizer memes. And Pfizer Marvel comics. You're not boosted? Like bite me. Like <laughs> also, rocks. like you're you're from the government. That's a psyop. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Dash Fortune said best thing to come out of the writer's strike was Doctor Horrible's sing along blog by Joss Whedon. Oh yeah, I remember that being popular. Well, you know, Joss Whedon gets it right every <laughs> every once in a while. <laughs> Though uh, I will admit that I have a very uh, a very big weak spot for uh, Dollhouse, which had some fantastic science fiction concepts that they never really got to, and would have kind of come into transhumanism uh, if they had gotten to fill out their five year plan for that show. But the idea of being able to like upload the entirety of your consciousness to a computer and then just download it into a new body. Like, that's a great concept that just was... Some people think it's not a concept. Some people think that it's it's going to happen in our lifetimes. Yeah, and, and, and that's the, the funny thing about it is in the show, the one of the prevailing themes is like once they once it's done, right, and they're getting towards... They had to rush the ending because it only got to like two seasons. It was supposed to go to five. The idea that they get, come through at the end is like you can't uncreate something. It can't be uninvented. So now that it's out there, it's out there. There's nothing that can be done about that. And there's some great exploration of that concept, like in the last couple of episodes. And it's a bummer, too, because it was at a time where 2009, uh, you had room there where it was they weren't going to get bogged down in politics or prog- you know overt progressivism the hero of the show is a strong independent woman that don't need no man and it's extremely well done and it's a bummer to see that those shows are mainly not going to happen anymore cuz they won't be left alone i think that's what's funny about it is like we talk a lot about how you have to go out of your way to find the shows that don't get kind of we talk about breaking bad and i've talked about how better call Saul they escape it by being relevant but not so relevant that the culture feels it needs to take it like, like the culture war needs to take it for its own and shows like that, like a dollhouse will never be left alone anymore. Cause they're just seen as too important because they're part of sci-fi and sci-fi is how you influence the youth. Mm. So. Waffle sensei said, I just wanted Mary to say, Simon says <laughs> smash the like button. And now I have Brett attempting to unmask and dox me SMH bro. I didn't oh, realize that. Am I, I stupid? Well, but it should, it showed, it showed up, effort, as, but it didn't work, sir. So the name change showed up on your side, but not on my side. Maybe you just read it wrong. So I'm I'm dumb. So, but that, it was Waffle that's... Sensei. It's Waffle Sensei here, but it's Simon at the very top. Maybe it just it doesn't uh, say Simon on mine. Maybe he changed his name on his profile. No, no, I'm saying like I can't see. It doesn't. All it says is Smiggity smash the like button. I don't see anything else on there in the message section. Okay. On my side. I don't know. So. Sorry, sorry, Waffles. Potatoes. So, is that a confirmation that his first name is Simon? It's or? not Simon. It's uh-huh. not, apparently. Potatoes for Seamus said, Mary, it's cold outside. Please help Bad App. Why does he need help? I don't understand this. By the way, Bad App, where you at? 
We haven't seen you today. He's in different app today. <laughs> oh, there notice? it is. I see it now. There's, there's okay. good app. There, there's bad app. There's good app. And there's indifferent app. And they all claim that it's somebody else. Is there ambivalent app as well? <laughs> I would like ambivalent app. Chaotic neutral app. Uh, what is what is um, kind of indifferent? Okay, kind app of say? indifferent app. Is, is that, that better? Mary said, <laughs> if Mary and Hannah Claire got in a fight, who would win? Who would fight more dirty? I think that Hannah Claire would have an edge because she is taller She's got the and probably reach. stronger. Probably has longer limbs, so uh, that's that's one advantage she has. But I think I'm I'm crazier. Maybe <laughs> scrappier. I would, yeah, I get scrappier. It's hard to say, honestly. Mar also, uh, like women don't fight like that. Not so, really. Like, <laughs> if it was like a psychological war, who would win? Like I don't know. It would be dangerous. There's only one way to know. We get in the ring. Well, uh, well, that cast boxing well, the matches ring or the psychological ring. 40, uh, 40 crisis parties, guys. You heard it here first. Boxing match between Hannah Claire and and Mary. Stop 40. Stuff. 40 is not high also, enough. I'm pretty, we need to keep a board going because I'm pretty sure I've auctioned off 40 to be something else. We'll is have it, to work on this. I don't even remember you re anymore. Bleaching your hair. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm not. I said I won't do a. I won't do like a a, a weird. Progressive someone, color. Someone wanted a bowl cut. I said no. Brett. I said no. There's there's no horrific, amount of crisis parties. There's horrific pictures of yeah, me as a child. We also with a bowl cut. want stuff that happens like that we can pretty quickly enact and have gratification on. Like bleaching Brett's hair took one afternoon, and you guys got to enjoy it right away. And imagine how many Fast and the Furious movies could be done right now if you had just done them all in one afternoon. <laughs> no one volunteered to cater that terrible, terrible watch party for me. All right, guys, we're going to hold off on the rest. We will come back to the Super Chats. We are moving on. So Matthew Marsden, he is an actor. He was uh, in Reacher. He actually plays Reacher's father in the show, uh, obviously in flashbacks because him and <laughs> I don't know how far apart him and uh, Alan Richson are in age, but they're not that far apart. Have you seen him yeah. in other things? I know he was yeah. in Rambo. Yeah. Um, um, I remember him from an episode of CSI. My, like I saw a screenshot of it and I remember that episode specifically. Just that. Yeah. That, like that episode, that character. So uh, basically he's going off on, uh, on COVID restrictions that are still affecting Hollywood. Well, he's yeah. extremely outspoken on Twitter and that's how I knew of him actually. Um, but he started talking about this in more detail because he was denied a job recently for his vaccination status, he is not vaccinated. So here's his tweet. One of the reasons I spoke out on Twitter is because I saw that people felt like they didn't have a say. I'm aware of the risks involved and I appreciate the DMs supporting me. I lost a job last week because I am unvaccinated and I will not lie about it. If more people stood up in Hollywood or any other profession and said no, then these vaccine mandates would have gone away. It's the same on Twitter. The trolls know they can push you around. It's never going to end. No one forces you to post politically. Your choice. So I think it's it's cool that he points out if you're a celebrity, if you have a platform and you want to post about politics, whether you are on the right or the left, it's to. ultimately your choice. You can be silent on it if you want. What? I, mean, I don't know. Like, I don't. There's but like also think about it from like a Gina Carano's perspective it feels way. like you're you're getting compelled to say certain things also she's she's like going off right now on twitter supporting him yeah uh, on twitter but what's It'd be funny cool to see them like do something together it's also what's funny about this is like other than the fact that i post memes from the babylon Bee, i i try to post stuff that's almost entirely apolitical because i find the political stuff is boring 
like as far as like like there's nothing I, I've come to really hate when you read articles that have nothing to do with politics and then somebody just says thanks Biden or or they, you know like I mean it was the same thing <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that to you all the well, time well it's just it's just boring it's you boring. know it falls like, flat and that's not actual humor no and, and it's those, not clever it doesn't take any effort to just throw things out there like that and it just ends up in everything in, in articles that have nothing to do with it and what I found here with actors like this is like he didn't have to I appreciate that he did but what I find really funny is that Hollywood is an industry of intense conformity meaning that this is long before vaccination status was a thing I also love how that's becoming a thing where it's like it is becoming the scarlet your letter status. A what's your, your status, status? Yeah. Um, everyone it, has one as it's also a, funny because it's probably the same industry where like tons of people were like I'm not gonna b- boycott my kids against the measles or whatever and now they're like but the COVID or one. it used to be all crunchy like that granola and then they yeah. sw- they flipped on a dime well yeah immediately like I'm sure Gwyneth Paltrow has had every booster um so, so it's like you said, the the hardest part about this is that everyone has to stand up and that's very easy for the actors with a lot of extra income, you know, homes, multiple homes. They've made a lot of money in their time. It's very easy for them to stand on principle. It's very hard for somebody who is a working, you know, episode to episode guest star on television shows who doesn't know where the next paycheck is going to come from or even more so the cat, the crew who don't live ex- uh, extravagant lifestyles who and are, are more subject- replaceable than the people who go on exactly. screen and are subject to the same union uh, the same uniza- unionization rules that are stifling their ability yeah. to have any type of freedom in this market. Even I, after the Screen Actors Guild president yeah. has spoken out yeah. against these mandates, which we've already covered, she, this is somehow still going on in Hollywood. Yeah. You're getting ousted from getting a job in this industry. Yeah, but... The Screen Actor Guild's president is what, Julia, what's her face? Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher, who could have spoken out earlier, right? She spoke out like a year and a half into it. But she was only, she had only been president for like less than a year, like a year by the time she did. Yeah, and, like and she year, was using year. the That's occasion of Disney Studios yes. in the U.S. Yeah. ending the their mandates part, yeah. to comment on it. And given that even Disney has capitulated on this issue, it's so late in the game. We're almost in 2023, and still people are still Look, yeah, they're still playing this game. People are still losing livelihood off of this. Look, I'm gonna, this is this is a similar argument to what we hear about like conservatives in Hollywood, right? Uh, Marsden saying that if more people would just be honest about the fact that they are not vaccinated, which you can infer means that there are people who are working in the industry who are lying, who maybe have false fax cards, whatever, they are faking being vaccinated because they actually didn't want to and they're lying about it when if they presented Mm -hmm. as a united front, they would have more sway. We are past the age of united fronts, guys. This is similar to the arguments that we hear about uh, people who are Christian, behind closed doors, they're actors who are very devout, but publicly they won't be honest about their faith or the way they vote there are actors who are conservative that's that yeah this who won't be honest about it like this is the same cowardice and what that tells you is this is a completely dominated industry right like it's an occupied state so in some ways i know you guys already mentioned gina carano like what i think is going to happen is that you're just going to see the film industry break off yeah, and already, i said this it's already before. happening yeah. right i think that's going to become more and more prevalent because they are boxing out people who literally can't work there because they're not vaccinated so 
of course you'll have a surplus of not just actors but to your point cameramen sound stage people set designers whatever who have the talent and the skills and the credentials who are now looking for work this is the opportunity for another i mean no daily caller or daily wire does this but like yeah. another industry to be built up here's here's my because problem. you mentioned that uh the daily wire i wanted to read what Gina Carano said in response to Matthew Marsden. She said, they're trying to make the people who did not conform suffer as much as possible while everyone knows it's wrong but remains silent. I deeply admire the people who won't resort to a fake vaccine card or hide behind a special privilege while the rest of us sacrifice it all. And she has this whole thread going off about this issue. But um, it's, it's an interesting question about the ethics of faking your vaccination status in order to get a job. It maybe if that is your means of survival, uh, you can justify that ethically. And it's very easy for people with wealth, income, and ex in, in the cushy in, in the cushy yes. extra income to say that. It's this a reminded lot harder. me of like Letitia Wright, yeah. which this whole situation of Letitia Wright talking about mandates was kind of memory hold before Wakanda Forever came out, mm-hmm. but. She did speak out against these mandates. She did not want to get the vaccine. We never got a yes or a no answer on whether she did end up capitulating to them. And I can't help but wonder, did Letitia Wright fake her vaccine status to continue filming Wakanda Forever? I think they would have made a big deal When you're at that level, when you are now ascended to an A-lister status as she has been, you can kind of get away with that. Well, yeah. Plus, it's like uh, it's like with um, Wednesday Adams and just filming. They film the scene because they have to because there's literally so much money riding on. Yeah, this Yeah, well, Jenna Ortega's COVID positive. Yes. So uh, with with uh, Letitia Wright, you fake it because look, we've made this movie's costing us two hundred and fifty million dollars. Every time she misses a day of work, we are out hundreds of thousands of dollars. We cannot afford to do that. I want to yeah. go through a little bit here uh, with what Fran Drescher said, because remember guys, we are going into 2023 and they're surveying members about industry COVID vaccination mandates. And like you said, I- I'm kind of with you here, Hannah Claire, like she's very clearly trying to play the political middle line here where she, she sh- supports the idea of these people not having to have these requirements, but at the same time, she's like, but I'm going to leave it to a, a survey. So she says, uh, the survey here also asks how familiar members are with sag afters development of COVID-19 safety protocols and policies that they have created a safer workplace during a global pandemic. Fran Drescher has asked for the survey in the current issue of the sag after magazine. She wrote, I continue to fight on behalf of our members who felt who feel discriminated against because of covid unvaccinated or unboosted status which is keeping them from working in major studio productions for those members not being fairly considered by studios with regards to their religious or health exemptions help is on the way as a result of this lingering policy many performers have lost their representation their medical benefits and their livelihoods we want to take the pulse of the entire member body on this issue and many more so watch for the national sag after survey and answer all the questions to help our national board represent you help us decide whether you should or should not uh allow your fellow actors actresses and members of of the crew to just lose their livelihood lose their medical insurance and lose everything because they think differently than you about a medical procedure which is supposed to be inherently as it has always been before between you and a doctor 
Not between you and an actor's guild, not between you and a producer, not between you and the people who pay your uh, pay you your paychecks, you and a medical professional. So it's like she wants she wants to seem like she's supporting them while at the same time being like, hey, what am I supposed to do? I'm just leaving it up to them. Yeah, which is why I think that consumers need to take the the upper hand here, try to have as much control as they can. Yeah. That's why I wish you know, Matthew Marsden would reveal what production it was that told him he couldn't work on their set yeah. because of his vaccination status so that Not audiences can take at least a little bit of control. And if they disagree with this, they can at least boycott and speak out against it rather than it just being behind the curtain. Yeah. You know, I, I think that there are other health and safety risks on Hollywood sets that are not talked about, that are hidden from yeah. public view and public discussion. Rampant drug use, alcohol abuse. There are minors and adults working in close proximity to each other. In some cases, getting choreographed to film intimate scenes with each other, uh, getting scripted. You know, there, as we've covered, you know, Girls under the age of 18 getting scripted into adult scenes with men decades older than them in House of the Dragon. Mm -hmm. There are mentally unstable and aggressive directors like David O. Russell who have been recorded assaulting production assistants. There are cases where stunt actors get killed or mistreated. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, Hollywood is just not willing to face the reckoning for their own sins and they only want to point the finger at the outside. Uh, and that will go on forever because, and, and to be fair, we're part of that problem because we still consume the media. We still are, we are still are part of the problem. We're always like wrestling with that. I are will, we part of the problem? We are. Are we, we are. though? We, yeah, I, I do like it. There's plenty of stuff that I still watch that I don't talk about on reviews here that makes me part of the problem. I, I can, yeah, play, and I like, can freely there's, admit that. It's a, occupational hazard for you guys because like you have to pay for the tickets or the streaming surface that mm. condone certain behaviors to people do your job on the other hand like if we only silent ourselves into watching you know content by certain yeah. companies then you would be not a very topical or relevant pop culture show mm -hmm. so it's finding the balance like finding ways to engage with uh, companies that have your val values both in your capacity as professionals but also as a consumer while still, like, not necessarily ostracizing yourself to the other side of the world. I, I want to tell this one other story about an actor named Richard uh, Berge, uh, who from, uh, he was on, like, The Young and the Restless. He was on a bunch of different soap operas. And this is an old story, so it's not uh, recent, but I want to point it out because of how ridiculous when you hear, like, why he got fired. Because he didn't, it's not like he went unvaccinated. Like, it says okay. this. So it says... He says, I feel ter about it. He's, uh, terrible about it, Bergie said in his message. I still do. It bothers me mightily, but it is what it is. I respect whatever the show's decision is. They're doing their best, uh, the best they can. We all are. And he explains here, he says, he tested positive for COVID around Christmas time and waited to return to set after five days, a time frame the Centers for Disease Control set at the end of December. The actor then tw tested twice negatively at the studio and showed up to work. Uh, he said, but was within, uh, which was not within the show's guidelines, which was a 10 day protocol. So I inadvertently violated the show's COVID protocols. So he went in five days rather than 10 and they fired him. Five days he went in, after like, getting infected? After testing negative. After testing negative? Uh, he, he went in and they no fired way. him. 
because he didn't wait the extra five days. And imagine, like, think about this. That's insane. This is this is like a dude who like likely just loves his job. Like he's like he's been an actor for like I can think of like fifteen things he's been in. This dude's got money. He yeah, and this need... is like so far from a political yeah. difference. Yes, it's insane that they would even read into it like it was his intent See, to disrespect. The other part is like. Had he been someone they decided was more valuable to their right. production, they would have let it slide, right? Were they like, just looking... This sounds like they were looking for some excuse to boot him from the project anyway. And they or, were just like, oh, you, even uh, if they're not, you didn't go by the books here. Or even if they're not looking to boot him specifically, they are willing to virtue use him to virtue signal that they are complying, right? Or like, like scare other employees lamb. into compliance also, like with his example. He is example. disposable enough that they can be yeah. like, look, we are sticking by the protocol. Also, we all know that like now uh, every time somebody references it back, the CDC is like, hey, that was just a recommendation. <laughs> like, it's not our fault. <laughs> it was a recommendation, not a rule. Yeah, well, that's like the crazy it's, thing. Yeah, the crazy thing is, like, all these protocols in Hollywood are privately enforced. Yep. They have nothing to do You can get rid of them anytime you want. The I think the biggest wake up for me was, like, when I was coming back out here last year after we were in Austin, and I realized that all of the signs on the, on the, thank you, uh, all of the signs that were on the, air, at the airport, like, on the walls, all had, like, Purell, sponsored by Purell on them. Like, how dystopian what? is that? Like, all Somebody of the things Somebody stood to that, like, make money off the pandemic. Yes. And if yeah. you don't recognize that, you're not unable to, uh, to see why certain uh, uh, positions are still in effect, right? Like, yeah. who benefits from you staying home and wearing a mask and getting a vaccine? Well, the producers of the vaccines, whoever's producing the content that you're watching at home, and whoever is manufacturing the mask. Like, it's not that hard to follow. It's just that at a certain point, we're so numb to it that, like, we forget that actually Hollywood is still enforcing these mandates. And they're lagging behind the rest of society. Because nobody loves that. virtue signaling also, more like, than Hollywood. <laughs> it gives them an excuse to fire people they don't want yes, around, right? That's a huge right. part. Like a huge part of it is like they just want reasons to get rid of people. Yeah. And it's that makeshift. It's a way to flag anyone who yes. won't comply with future mandates. I mean, you, you know? said it yourself. Like for Wednesday, it costs enough money to can't to postpone production if she was sick with covid right yeah. so then then the protocols didn't matter yeah the protocols that are apparently life and death don't matter if we're gonna lose money well mm -hmm. that's but if tim burton's favorite actress is sick with covid she has to do the scene because we have deadlines people yes mm -hmm. like but if you're uh, but if so you're extra enforced. but if you're extra number two kick rocks like yeah. you get yeah also the other thing here is like we talked about it's a racket there's people there there's covid uh, there's covid protocol enforcement officers there's testing facilities there's all money paid. there's money to be made uh, uh on this racket that will never go away so i don't know if they get rid of it i think they just keep it around and i see all of these people on twitter who are out here defending the decisions, the, the, yeah. all of these tyrannical decisions of these giant mega corporations like Disney, like actually spewing hatred at the individuals who are falling victim to, to these mega corporations and then claiming to be anti-establishment. Imagine thinking like, you're fighting the man. Matthew yeah. Marsden posted a screenshot of a DM that was sent to him by an anonymous person with pronouns in bio, of course. They said, conservatives and entertainment aren't being canceled. They're just not talented. You're comparing <laughs> a bunch of A-list actors to people who couldn't even make the D-list. Also, nobody wants to hire a racist, homophobic, conspiracy-spouting piece of S. <laughs> so what you're saying is they didn't want him there initially. But so you're admitting that him. they were looking for an excuse yep. to get rid of you and use your medical status as a way to do that. 
in a lot of it, it's just these people are just really, really authoritarian and love the idea of like even hey, if I'm it's cool just with that. even if it's just moral enforcement, meaning that they want to guilt you into following complying to what they want through your own like your own self censorship. Yeah, but like a lot of good authoritarian dictatorships, the rules don't apply to them, right? Yeah. This person just sent in like. Well, it shouldn't matter for A-list actors. Like, it yeah. should only matter for people who need the work more to be in their chosen profession, yeah. right? Also, what do you have to say about what Marston said? He says, men have been emasculated so much over the past few years. They have been taught uh, that to stand up for something you believe in is toxic masculinity. It starts in school where boys are expected to behave like girls. Women have stepped up because uh, they are protecting their kids. Even that is like, yes, they have, but not to the same. There's far more like... COVID like obsessed women uh, and men oh, out yeah. there like that love the pandemic. COVID really showed that um, women need healthy outlets for their neuroticism and Parental. desire for yeah like maternal control. Sublimating. And, yeah, yeah like this is not one of those outlets. Nope. <laughs> um, there was a, did you see that? Did we talk about it on here? Or did me and you just talk about it off air about the lady who was like, my son wanted to go to a birthday party and I had to say no. And I like, saw that. I had oh to say gosh. no because it, it was, was like, an indoor play well, place. It's just not safe right now. And here's the thing. Someone, and the person who shared it was like, this was yesterday. You yeah. No, it was. <laughs> and here's the thing. You read it and you just know that she did not feel bad saying no. She loved saying no she embraced saying no keeping her kids like neurotically close and not <laughs> allowing them to like laugh love live laugh love have fun do anything those are the her- people okay. with the live laugh love signs yes. in their house i'll yes. go one step further and say like i would wage your guess that this mom also is telling her her kid no we can't have your friends over for a birthday party because nope. of the yep. pandemic like she is keeping this kid from integrating with his community and also preventing him from mm-hmm. building community from growing. His own, of course, you know, Hollywood growing. loves an excuse to not socially interact with anyone not of their class. Normal. Of course, well, they all- enjoy a way that they can isolate the elites from those below them. Well, yep. it's also like the people from each other, right? Like this woman took to Twitter immediately to to say like, I had to tell my son this thing. like that's your first first way of dealing with this right like yep. did you ask the other i mean like maybe she did i shouldn't like totally box her in here but like did she ask the other parent like hey can our kids play at a playground together in the open air because i'm afraid of covid like are you supporting your children or are you supporting the government agenda mm-hmm. i just it, it makes me feel sad for all of the people that are like there's so much um matt like so many be- like behaviors that are being born out of like fear now that will take years to beat like to get out of your system to no longer be part of your coping mechanism because let, let's face it we don't hear people talk about it the same way they did before in california wouldn't they recently put mask protocols back in place in mm-hmm. certain places like if you're there you're just screwed right but there's a whole generation of kids that are going to be even worse at reading facial expressions now because they've been uh they were mastering very very important years in which you uh you learn to read you know, I, I my my theory is that the CIA invented emojis so that people kids could have a, a really exaggerated example of what our emotions were, so that they could learn what facial expressions were because they've been looking down at their phones for years. But it's like like we're gonna have years to undo that, and I think Hollywood, in a way, will have to answer it because they push so much for this stuff when they have no connection to the common person. So mm-hmm. let's go to super let's, chat. Let's do that. I feel like this is a real depressing episode. It is. Today. It is. It, that the end of that topic did get depressing. But Slightly. I think, um, Sorry, guys. 
I regret this news nothing. about R. Kelly is such yeah, a Yeah, we haven't even gotten to the R. Kelly stuff yet. That's the fun part. Big Dave said, regarding Chrissy Alley and when anyone ever passes, if the first thing you ask about them is their vac status, then you're, uh, I think you mean just a bad person, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, thank, for, thank you for speaking uh, out, Big Dave. You uh, don't do that often, so it must have really mattered to you. Imagine, like, asking somebody that seriously. Imagine. In person. In person. While like, being informed by a, like someone who loved them. You should be embarrassed if you ask yeah. that question. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, like all of the things we talk about in regard to celebrities, it's just secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. Dash Fortune said, an AI based off of my chats and comments would be an AI troll. An idea worth exploring. There you go. Hmm. Wyatt Kaldenberg said, Frank... Is it a lesser? Wrote Baby It's Cold Outside in 1944 to his wife. It has nothing <laughs> to do with a masher. It's about a husband not wanting his wife to leave him and stay with him. I did not know that. I thought it was about. Uh... But she says, like, my parents would be wondering where I. Where yeah. I Maybe they're not married yet. She doesn't live Like, he wrote about it there. when they were courting. Thank, Thank you. you. It's just like spark so Pop much joy. culture christmas <laughs> every time it's the jingle bells it's just the best now we need presents we'll just, just keep fall it from forever the sky. well i want you guys to put up like a christmas tree or something you should put like a wreath in the background of your thing like i i thought about maybe just putting like a mini i have like a i have a, a charlie brown christmas tree like the little mini like but i, I broke the should bulb. i like hang a like bobble from my <laughs> oh that's a good idea you i broke the bowl that's the bulb. so charlie you brown get another of you. One. i know I, I was like i was like gonna order one online but i'm like am i really gonna have like a poor amazon driver have to drive all the way to he's gonna be deliver, driving anyway to Brett. just deliver me one Amazon Bezos, is going to Amazon. Bezos doesn't mind. Don't yeah. worry. Fair enough. <laughs> Tacti Plani said, Big Avocado pays the Pfizer memers. That's probably true with all of the uh, extra funds from the, the booming avocado industry. Bobcat said, On a similar vein of TV shows that can't be made in modern culture, Dark Angel was awesome, not just because of Jessica Alba in a slinky dress. There is a... there. I love that show. I go off. I like. I go off on that show all the time on here. James Cameron's one foray into television, and there's like some great. There's actually some cringe scenes where Michael Weatherly's character of Logan Kale's wearing a, like a Che Guevara shirt, but he's like in a lot of the episodes she's played as like because she's a genetically altered mutant, uh, strong, independent woman. She kind of makes fun of him because he's like a like a he's from a rich family and he just wants to make the world a better place and he's like a, he's a whistleblower and she says she said only a Bored, uh, say only a bored uh, liberal white guy could feel guilty about being a bored liberal white guy. Like she, like, and this is you have time to yeah, think it, of a was, reason to feel bad about yourself. Because in like an episode, he's going to give away like all his money to save one person who likely will never like know or care why he did it. And she's like, uh, in the there's a lot of she because like she's like only a, a hippie idealistic lefty like you blah 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 she calls him that regularly on the show and there's like there's this like real difference in their approaches to things because she's very pragmatic and he's very idealistic and it's a very very unique show that uh, really most people just see hot Jessica Alba 
wearing leather and driving a motorcycle. Don't you but think? But it's more than that. But, more, but it's, it's more than that. It's deep and meaningful. It's <laughs> that's just a benefit. Spread. Look, deep maybe not. But there's a lot of like it's a, a lot of it is about because it takes place in a dystopian future where basically the government in t- in technology what is, I believe you where government and uh, and big tech basically have become one thing, right? And uh, it's really really good. Dystopian future? Yeah. Question mark. Dystopian, yeah. dystopian <laughs> current current year. <laughs> Don't you think it kind of like goes against traditional gender roles to make the woman character the pragmatic, sensible one and the man the not, not anymore, not in Hollywood, not Hollywood. Not Hollywood. That's the way they believe in gender <laughs> But norm. in 2000, it was though. In 2000, that yeah, would have yeah. been considered more time, of, yeah. a, of a different time. So I actually, I don't know where you would have to go to to find that now. I still have the DVDs mm. that I, uh, I I have the DVDs. That's physical good though because they're going to scrub yeah. it from the internet. You uh, have to have hard physical copies of things, and, and they're including saying, the dictionaries before they get changed. Yes. <laughs> so I, I do I do recommend going and at least checking out. It's fun. Potatoes for Seamus said, Hannah Claire, I'll give you a Fast and Furious watch party with a bunch of potato emojis. What? I don't know what this means. The last of my kind. Maybe they, they want you to stream it. I like, I very much consider doing just like a weekend where I like watch them back to back to back to back. But then I didn't because that sounds awful. But maybe. Sounds like a waste of a weekend. I think it should be a business expense where someone like orders a bunch of food. You guys can all come in rotation and like hang out with me while I make it through the rest of the movies. Because I'm clearly never going to get through them. (laughs) The last of my kind said quick super chat prize. Brett takes a mustache pick. Um, Would you ever have just a mustache? so tempted and flattered. For Uh, any amount of crisis parties. um, No. No? No. It's not even that big of an ask. Uh, you can shave it off literally the same day. Yes. You draw um, the line at mustache, but you that's bleach crazy. your hair. John in the future says, Brett, in the, Brett is the type of guy that would say Playboy has some deep and meaningful articles. <laughs> well, he reads it for the article. Uh, yes. Well, of for, course. Of it's course. so intellectual. It's very, very, it's very intellectually stimulating. It is. <laughs> Bad App said, you can't spell virus without you and I. <laughs> there you okay. go. Okay. Good app said, Mary, how do you know about ambivalent app? <laughs> He's been locked in the basement since birth. Why would you keep him down there? It was That's Brett really who knew about it. That was me. Yes. Yeah. Two more from Bad App. Bad app said, I really can't stay. Baby, it's COVID outside. I've got to stay six feet away. <laughs> That's very good. Did the government <sighs> pay you to write that? <laughs> and he also said, can't spell quarantine without U-R-A-Q-T. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, one more and then it's we Pfizer will. sponsored Valentine's Day card. Okay. Corey Anderson said, Can y'all get Corey Feldman on and talk about his Hollywood experience? Well, it's a dark one. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, but we're depressing. That would be cool, today. I guess. Yeah. We're, since we're so depressing, it wouldn't be much of a change. All right, guys, we're going to hold off on the rest and we will come back. So in an shockingly uh, coincidental mm-hmm. thing, R. Kelly is very upset about something being done to him without his consent. And wow, <laughs> that's crazy. That is what crazy. a crazy twist. That's that's crazy. So it says, uh, so <laughs> R. Kelly's new prison album, I Admit It, was pulled from Spotify. You and heard iTunes. that right. It is titled I Admit It. Yes. If anything gave more OJ Simpson, if I did it vibes, yeah. <laughs> I would be shocked. I think that the people who got hashtag I stand with R. Kelly trending on Twitter last week are thrilled about this news. They couldn't wait to get new music from R. Kelly. So it's disputed whether this album actually has tracks of R. Kelly's voice on it. It sounds like in some of the lyrics, 
it sounds like him. In yeah. other parts of it, it doesn't sound like him. It's a, now, that could be because they're using uh, pitch correction. Maybe it was done in his cell. Or maybe he that, just like, has a new style yeah. well, of if he's, singing Or his voice prison. is damaged because prisons are really loud. People yell all the time. Like Maybe so, his voice isn't the same. The longest track on this 11-track album is 20 minutes long. Technically, it can separate into three parts, and it's the self-titled I Admit It. Yep. I listened to the whole thing. I have no idea why. Me, me and Mary. Some of the lyrics here. were crazy. Um, <laughs> so this was originally recorded and posted on SoundCloud back in 2018. So it likely was him. Yeah. But there are other lyrics on other tracks of the album that some people think only could have been written after his prison sentence began one person said that he gave an r.i.p message to kevin samuels that is not true i don't think that's true all that line said was peace to my homie kevin Believe which could be not, about literally anyone who is there, named kevin there's in the a, world. there's more than one kevin in the world no. believe it or not <laughs> not all of them are kevin samuels um so some people are commenting on the youtube video after this has been removed from spotify and itunes they say this is his voice although he has said it's not and this is his album although he says it's not i do believe that he did not release or authorize the release of the vocals or album i also believe he denies any association with the production and release of the album for the simple fact that he didn't consent to its distribution and is not receiving any yeah. monetary compensation or ownership rights to the album he didn't consent yeah so sony right now is like claiming that they don't own this music which means that we can show you some clips of it maybe Hopefully. it's just maybe it's just that the music is too young like this i, I think of this so uh what should we play first should we play the 12 second one yeah yeah let's okay. let's play a couple right. of clips for you guys to get so, a sense for what this is about and like i said i don't think we'll get copyright because nobody's no one's claim claiming nobody it. claims to own any of this no one so wants it we'll have to maybe that's how we what test we're playing hot potato what with r kelly's album loophole right you guys are like finally we can play <laughs> All right, so let's... Uh, we have to stress, no one is claiming this music. Yes. Well, if, if it does, we'll have an answer. It, well, it was saying it was released by a company called Real Talk Entertainment. So if oh Real gosh. Talk Entertainment claims Please this, we'll know. Please, if out. you guys can make headlines because you get sued for copyright by whoever <laughs> claims this, I yeah. will be amazed. All right. Yeah, volume. I admit I fuck with all the ladies. ladies. That's both older and young ladies. But tell me how they call it pedophile because of that shit that's crazy. You make. <laughs> oh, so there are a lot of other very on the nose lines what in this they... track. Like he also says, my lawyers made me settle, but I knew it was BS. And like, it's just all of this Wait, other so, stuff. Okay, okay. So they're calling this R. Kelly's prison song. I'll admit it. And he is like, mm -hmm. no, I didn't release it. No, but now I have so, a statement for him. But he's recording it in yeah. prison? No, like, no, it was recorded before Before prison. he went to prison. Before but it's just, it's the meme that he is recording yeah. I prison. love the idea that he has like a mini, I watched a video the other day of a guy who like built a hibachi grill in his in his prison cell. Oh yeah, yeah. like some like, people were tweeting, I have friends in prison who keep an active Instagram story. There's yeah. a possibility yeah. that I he's recording like, in there. I had people be like, no, no, my, my brother like FaceTimes me from prison, like shows me yeah. around. Or like <laughs> there are prisons that like might be like, no, we do have a recording booth because it's part of our like rehabilitation program like i know missouri is actually looking oh, okay. for someone to like they want to hire uh, a tattoo artist to teach people because you have to be an apprentice to become one so you can like have a tattoo apprenticeship so the, prison so, so that so they maybe can still r get kelly those... is there 
teaching song? Yeah. Music producing. <laughs> like they literally just get a tattoo artist because they're sick of people getting hepatitis uh, well, and in their prison cells. This is yeah. kind of, I mean, it's kind of yeah. interesting because it's like posts. our cultural uh, attitudes towards tattoos have changed so much that it's like that's actually a legitimate career that mm-hmm. you could have when coming out of prison is the thought. But I digress. What else did R. Kelly? He's not happy. Not well, here's, here's R. Kelly statement. is not happy about this. Here, here is his statement. He says the R. He appears to have released a rare public statement from jail Tuesday, imploring people to just leave my music alone because it's all I have left. It's all my fans have left, and they deserve to be able to listen to the music despite what people try and say about me, what they think about me, or even do to me. The message read. So please, it's not about him. It's leave, about his, his fans. Leave my music alone. He says. Uh, maybe he means like because I'm not getting paid yeah all of the comments are like i don't care if he approved this or not i'm still gonna listen to it because i, I love r kelly's music apparently he can't read or write i didn't know that i think all he's i think that's more of an exaggeration because he has dyslexia and he like oh, made okay. these lines about not being able to read teleprompters at the grammy well, maybe no but that would be legitimately Dude, maybe yeah, that's what happened dyslexia. maybe he got the girl's ages mixed up maybe he yeah, he looked they at were, their face. They, were they, they showed him a, a license, and it said they were sixteen, but he just mixed it up. Sixty-one, and it's is- she's sixty-one. She just looks really young really for sixty-one. Like, a lot of chicks in Hollywood you know? got Botox. Real good for her age. <laughs> yikes! Woo! Um, Big yikes! As did, the kid. did you think that it was good music? No, I I, I didn't think I mean, it was very that's, good. As much as I actually love uh, like old school R and B, like nineties R and B, R Kelly was not it for me. So this isn't really my thing. I thought he yeah. actually sounded more in some of that song. There's a, there's an artist named Party Next Door, uh, and there was parts of it where maybe it's because of the auto tune or the pitch correction. He sounded like uh, Party Next Door. A lot of people thought he didn't sound like himself, but. Um... Yeah. Hey, man, it's, it's rough in prison. There's this one tweet that said, I'm not shocked R. Kelly dropped an album from jail. I have a friend who maintains an active Instagram from jail, but I'm shocked that he thought people wanted to hear more of his R-word culture music. Well, they're kind of assuming his intent here. It was OJ, not posted with permission. And most of those in most of that song is him saying that he's not that it's it's just yeah. supposed to be. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be clever. Another thing in the song was like he talked about the fact that he wrote away his rights to his own music and he is a broke legend because of it. Yeah. Um, he, he like didn't read his contracts properly. So yeah, I think that's something that he like has openly talked about and it probably pisses him off even more that not only has he been locked away, but now he can't even make royalties off of music that's being unauthorized. I thought you released. couldn't make money from stuff or maybe I'm getting me. So like for, there's like rules about if you commit a homicide, right? You can't generate. So that's like, why OJ couldn't uh, make money off of if I did it. No, because like, that wouldn't be that like, wouldn't make sense because he didn't get prosecuted. So technically, he didn't. He could have come out and said like, I actually so- did it, guys. I actually murdered my yeah. my wife, and he wouldn't have been called to court again. Like that wouldn't have and he been was seen as evidence. But he was prosecuted civilly. He he was found guilty on civil charges, not on just not on the the murder charge. I think so. Yeah. So uh, I have to say I'm not super up to date on the R. Kelly goings on. No, I'm talking about OJ. Oh like, yeah. OJ like was found guilty in the civil case, but not the yeah. yeah so it is weird to name the album. I admit it. Well, it's I mean, to I go. Shocking. I know it's supposed to be like clever. Let me let's let's hear this out. Okay, he is dyslexic. He struggles with writing his feelings. So maybe he's like, guys, I'm just gonna get in the sound booth and I'm gonna just wrap it out for a minute. Like, yeah, just express myself. It gets really right? passionate. Okay, and then. That's being recorded, but he just means to do it as like 
an emotional exercise. He goes to jail and someone on his team is like, but we could still make money off of this. And you know what we could call it? Like, what if that is him, but he also didn't consent to it going right. out? Yeah, well, that's, well, that's yeah. what they're saying, that like a company called Real Talk Entertainment. That sounds like it. And it's funny thing is, whenever you hear about these cases with music labels, it's a subsidiary of a subsidiary of a subsidiary of a subsidiary of a third fourth fifth sixth seventh eighth ninth subsidiary like it's kind of like in skating there's actually something similar where it's like there's multiple companies but they're all offshoots of the same distribution company like there's a company called gods which is an offshoot of power slide which also owns usd and a bunch of other skate companies they're all essentially run by the same few companies mm -hmm. uh in one brett uh pull up the other clip of the song the youtube one yeah all right we're starting this at 307 are we ready here we go how much are we playing of this just like a as much seconds. as we can. Right. When else are you gonna get copyright free music? Yeah. I ain't gonna say I don't respect these women when all I've done is represent. Take my career and turn it upside down. Cause you met I've got some girlfriends. Hell with this record deal. It ain't worth this shit for real. Ain't seen my kids in years. They try and lock me up like real. So he's really trying to which kids is he talking seem like about? he's the also, victim that... here. He also talks about his experience of getting molested by a family member during childhood, which is just like wild oh. to put in a song when he's trying to like flip the narrative that he didn't do anything wrong. Well, also like the haven't like ain't seen my kids in years. Like which kids is maybe he talking about? Shouldn't be around any also, kids. Also, was that like <laughs> because you, that might be on you, buddy. Yeah. Like, also, yeah. I want to point out maybe the idea here was like they had this ready to go and they just couldn't get a good album picture, but they found that Lensa pro like you said the Lensa program. So now they're like, okay, we'll just make yeah the, AI the art. album the fake <laughs> album cover looks like someone just took a picture of R Kelly and put it into the Lensa app. <laughs> Like, unironically, I think that's what they did. That's just what they've been also, waiting for. Also, uh, in response to this, a lot of people are posting this scene from the Boondocks where the character Huey goes off at this room full of people listening to R. Kelly's music. Yep. And he says if they want to help him, then they should give him counseling, find him some older women to date, and hide his camcorder from him. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I like the Boondocks. Uh, it's just, uh, it, it boggles my mind because these are the type of people that like uh, we talk about Chris Brown all the time and you have to like there's levels of bad yeah. in the world right yeah. so like you're telling me that Chris Brown did that to Rihanna and people forgave him but you don't think that there's people that aren't delusional enough to forgive this guy because they yeah. just don't really comprehend how evil most of the stuff he did was the stuff with Aaliyah all of that yeah like, just well awful. I also think that there are people that have a very strange relationship between like age of consent right and yeah be like well i don't know like maybe there was a, maybe there's some benefits and you want to be like please stop you're grossing me out well what did dave Chappelle say is like how old is 15 anyways in that in that bit like ridiculously have you ever heard of the dude from i was just thinking about this the other day the there was a a band from when i was like in high school called lost prophets and the lead singer of Lost Prophets ended up being like a like a super ultra mega evil dude, like ultra evil. And he like not what just do do? not just a pedophile, but like multiple victims for like fifteen years. And he's uh. in jail right now for the rest of his life. And it's like I remember like like the the and here's the crazy thing that song like they they had a song it was like a little like what's it called Last Train Home is still up on the record label's YouTube channel and drawing revenue. 
And like, yeah, but he's not the only one in that band. To be fair, no, but I'm saying like, but uh, like, likely they're not getting any of that. Like, like, likely the 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 record labels keeping yeah. most all of that. The band had to disband, and it's just evil, dude. Like, they leave that up there, and that record label's pulling money in from that. The comments are turned off, yeah. And then you go to other like, you know, like you look at other videos of them that are not on a direct YouTube channel and the comments are like, well, I don't like the guy and I think he did horrible stuff, but man, does he make good music? Holy, you talk about separating art from artists. That is bonkers. Yeah. Why do people only fall on the two extremes of this issue? Either you're boycotting Harry Potter because JK Rowling (laughs) opened a women's shelter or you're posting hashtag I stand with R. Kelly. Can we just like calm down for a second and look at the facts of any of these situations? I mean, I think it's one thing to to stream someone's music if you enjoy their music and they've done some heinous things. I think most of the celebrities that are in the movies I like or TV shows I like or make music that I like aren't good people. That's entirely another thing than just worshiping them as an individual and believing that they're flawless and blameless. Yep. Also, it's like, there's levels to it, right? Like not liking Mark Ruffalo's tweets and still being able to watch him as the Hulk. Still is vastly, being able to watch Thirteen going on thirty for is, us girlies out there is vastly a classic. Is yeah, there you go, women? Am I right? Yeah, right. You like you haven't seen it, okay? I've never. I, You've never seen I've Thirteen, never going, seen 13 on going on thirty. I think you would like it. Um, well, you like I, everything, right? Ma- Mary has come to the conclusion that I just like <laughs> literally everything. We come out of the theater. I'm like, yeah, I liked it. That's <laughs> you're not easily offended is the thing. Like you're more likely to be like, eh, okay. Yeah. It's fun. I, I, that's I get, what he always says. It's, it's fun. It's, it's like, you know, they put a lot of effort into it. Good for them. That, but uh, that's How? what I think is going to happen when you walk out of Avatar 2. No, you get, you're going to be like, I liked it. Three when you crawl a, out because we've all died because it takes oh, so long. Three and, <laughs> no, you lose my, you lose the benefit of the doubt when you make me sit in the theater for three hours and 10 minutes. I'm way more likely to give you I'm the gonna benefit of the doubt. I'm going to make a whole thing of Three hours and 10 minutes. What about 15 hours while you watch Fast and the Furious? Fair enough. I'm suffering too, Brett. Hey, I'm just kidding. I'm no. not suffering. I love it. <laughs> so it's uh, it is what it is. It, like separating art from artists, it is kind of like you have to learn to to figure out where your line is. I can separate Avatar two from the fact that Jimmy Cameron was out here <laughs> Jimmy calling testosterone a toxin that needs to be purged from the body. That is that is true. So uh, I don't know. This is just one of those things where it's very hard to like because we talked about Chris Brown recently, not that long ago. We talked about him because he's still very popular right. and musicians in, in general. Like I like I, I admit that I love a lot of rap artists who did a lot of like I love Tupac. I love Biggie. All had very, very bad, uh, you know, did things questionable when they were younger. Uh, a lot of questionable. Uh, what a fun way to describe th- that. A lot of the artists, like we, Mike Tyson. We talked about Mike Tyson here several times. Oh yeah, times. someone got like mad at us because we pointed out the fact, the historical no, fact that he has been convicted of rape. That's in the what past. I, I remember that episode, and the Wasn't person crazy? was like, "I won't watch this show anymore," and you're like. Okay, but are you going to still listen to Mike Tyson? <laughs> like, yeah. We just read a news article. Like, he was convicted. I don't know. And he's It's also, not speculation. It's, it's not, not he said, she said. It's confirmed. And then it later, happened. he did a Law & Order SVU episode. Like, yeah. That is just... That, that is almost that's pretty crazy. Like, <laughs> don't worry. The I, society is rooting for him. I like, like the idea that they offered him a role in regular Law & Order, and he said, no, I want to do I SVU. I only want SVU. <laughs> he was, I, if I can remember the episode correctly, he uh, was, like, wrongly accused. 
uh, like it's dark, guys. Like I'm sorry to the one person we offended by pointing. Sorry out the to fact. SVU fans as well. <laughs> I'm not. You guys have had a long run, and the show's gone <laughs> off the rails. Dude, it's yeah. We, we didn't cover like apparently the new showrunner is just awful it's been really like, bad for like 10 seasons but i'm saying like this guy's like he used to be like he used to be a producer on a show called lie to me with tim roth which i loved it's a super like the, i rewatched it like right before i came to work here and it's oh my god the progressivism in the show is almost nauseating but it was 2010 so it was less obvious than it is now but like i guess this guy was just evil to like like really rude to women like classically hollywood evil like calling women toots and probably smacking them on the bottom and what uh, and just a really bad dude and like they're complaining about the guy then one poor lady is like uh, who's like well I never had anything bad happen with him but I don't want to invalidate what happened to anyone else so like her whole experience of working with the dude for a period of time means nothing because she doesn't want to get called like a, a what would you call that like a, an enabler an like, enabler or yeah. an apologist, our word apologist. Yeah. Like, so like, even though she can't speak to the awful things that people are saying, her opinion means less because she's not going along with what they're saying. So, yeah. and they weren't calling him that. They were just saying the guy was kind of a scumbag, like uh, really rude to people on set would like kick people off set and like fire people. Not like criminal stuff, but just a bad guy. I'm going to so, read a few super chats before we move on. Shimi Shelley said, remember when NBA NFL state started looking the other way when COVID BS upset the sports betting industry? Yeah. Well, there's when there's money to be made, right? Alex making beds and yes, chairs also said, Brett, you from Minnesota. Is there any fin in you? Are uh, you are kind? MI is Michigan. MI oh, is Michigan. Michigan. But Sorry. I'm, are you deeply offended? I'm from Minnesota. I am not Finnish. I am Croatian. Why would they think that? There's a like a huge Finnish population, like a lot of oh. uh, Finnish immigrants, at, like Scandinavian. Like one of the reasons that, sorry, I should let you say this, but I've heard from people who grew up in the Twin Cities that one of the reasons they have such a fantastic um, uh, public transportation system is because it's like based on uh, Scandinavian countries. I have no idea who the hell called the Minnesota Public Transportation System fantastic, but they don't know what the hell they're talking. It's unless, just like unless more you've integrated. unless you've been in, if, unless you've like, been on the light. Nah, I heard true. it from a native. That's all I'm gonna say. The, the light rail at midnight ain't it. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, like, but it like has what what they're saying is like it has multiple stops and yes. it like runs throughout the in, city. Jesse Smollett is like that yeah. ain't it. Like you do not want to be like the last place. I'm you not saying be, the quality of character. I just mean that it is operable in uh, throughout yes. the city. The, well, it, through the Twin Cities, uh, where I have never been and cannot verify for my own the, like by myself. But it's just funny because like most of the people like when you live there, like the great thing about Minnesota is like the outlying suburbs are still fairly close to the Twin Cities. So you can, like, my ideal place was, like, a place called Medford, Minnesota, and that's where I wanted to retire. Far yeah. enough outside the city that you're, like, that you could go in for the day if you wanted to, but far enough away that you're away from all of the hustle and bustle. Uh, it's a unique place to live, but one okay. place you do not want to be is the light rail at, at 12 at night. I'm looking up Medford, Minnesota houses on Zillow and, right and now. Let's go. <laughs> Corey Anderson said, what is wrong with 13 going on 30? Um, yeah, why haven't you watched that? Yeah, I, come on, Brett. I, You're not well-versed in I don't flicks. know anything about pop culture. If you like Coyote or... Ugly, I think that you should like 13 going I on 30. as a similar light-hearted like, vibe. For every Fast and the Furious I, should, I watch, you should encourage me by watching a chick flick. 
Yeah. And we can talk about both. Don't threaten me with a good time. So you like, admit you'd like it. Um, I don't know what another example of uh, a good chick flick that I like would be. I love uh, the girl. Out, I love the girl next door, but that was a that's a coming of age movie, not really. A chick I flick. think a classic. Thirteen when- going on thirty will show you Mark Ruffalo is not pure evil. Yeah, and that was my only introduction to Mark Ruffalo ever because I don't watch the other things. <laughs> yeah. Waffle Sensei said Mike Tyson has a crappy adult swim show now. I didn't know that. I know he's got his podcast. Okay. See, for that one guy who's so They've always offended, got some grit. He's been fine. Like us pointing out that yeah. he's been convicted did nothing. Do you yes. remember when he did like he did like a random like I don't know if he was on Joe Rogan. He's like I think rich people are hunting homeless people. <laughs> Like the like the like the world's. Uh, I remember that. Remember that? It was like that last, was really weird. Yeah. He's like, I think the rich people are like hunting. And wasn't that this year? I, yeah, yeah. It was like we caught like <laughs> like and like. And That's I, so funny. I think it was Rogan, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, you know, Rogan just lets him go. Joe off Rogan about is just it. like, tell me more. Yeah, <laughs> like, he loves it. He loves it. But yeah, he was, was like the world's uh, most dangerous gamer, whatever. Like he might maybe just saw that movie for the first time. He's like, yeah, I think rich like, people I would think do that. This is a documentary. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. Uh, uh, we are gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna we got a couple of things at the end here. This is very cool. It's not really a full segment, but I wanted to draw attention to this. So Oppenheimer is uh, is being finished up right now, and they have done the the entire of the 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 re- recreation of the nuclear explosion without CGI. I guess Christopher Nolan was feeling a little bit toxic that day, and he just felt like imposing a nuclear winter on the entire globe, <laughs> and he was just like, "Oops, I just." exploded a nuclear bomb for a film well they they mentioned it because he he did basically crash a boeing 747 into an airplane hangar for tenet uh so he's very big into practical effects the airplane scene from the dark knight rises and then you also have uh all the stuff from um what do you call it the the truck that he flips over in the dark knight all done practical he loves practical effects and mary me and you talk a lot about how a lot of what we lose in movies is like there's a lot of humanity and soul that's sucked out of movies because it's all done via computer generated imagery. So it's a. This I is love how quote. he 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 talks about it, but never outright explains how they did it. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, like I want to know now. There's a really funny image of him explaining Inception to a group of college like <laughs> film students where he's got four blackboards that all have multiple levels, and the kids are just they look glassy-eyed like what the hell is this dude talking about you just have to watch it he's clearly a very intelligent and very uh detail-oriented filmmaker so he says i think recreating the trinity test the first nuclear weapon uh, detonation in new mexico without the use of computer graphics was a huge challenge to take on andrew jackson my visual effects supervisor i got him on board early and was uh, looking at how we could do a lot uh, of the visual effects elements of the film practically from representing quantum dynamics and quantum physics to the trinity test itself Re- uh, recreating with my team Los Alamos up in Mesa in New Mexico in extraordinary weather a lot of which was needed for the film in terms of the very harsh conditions out there there were huge practical challenges I do like the idea that maybe he like he's like can I get some nuclear material like, I, I love these memes that Christopher Nolan just accidentally brought on a nuclear apocalypse all, all for a movie wouldn't that be <laughs> he, he brought the nuke that all the black pillars were asking for <laughs> like it didn't like we thought it was going to be putin and it ends up being me when i see the atomic fallout kill my family because christopher nolan didn't want to use cgi <laughs> i like the idea that he's like 
I have to up the ante. How do I do that? Let's make this nuclear. Yeah. Like, he's really upstaging James Cameron's visual effects right now. He's yeah. like, like we can we can detonate an explosion with the same like with the same blast radius. He's like, but is it actually going to cause a nuclear winter? He's like the method actor of stunt the effect me- person. The method director. He's, he's, the, he's method the method director. director. I mean also like he's operating off the principle of if you don't ask, it's always a no, right? Like yeah. what if he was like they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to detonate some stuff already. Mm-hmm. So you could just check out our nuclear explosions. Yep. So he says. He was being such a toxic fish that day. <laughs> like, I do like the idea that he went to the studio and when he, when they're like, he's like, well, he's like, okay, so the nuclear bomb. I want to do it practical. And just seeing the producer like, oh, like seriously, dude. <laughs> I, I think it's cool because we often criticize an over-reliance on cgi environments in film these days it's it really takes us out of the story so it's cool that he's going for practical instead porco rosso forever the chat says he's like it's only new mexico yeah (laughs) he's not missing anything and alex baldwin is somewhere like yes yes do it (laughs) do it now yes uh (laughs) so he says it's a story of immense scope and scale and one of the most challenging projects i've ever taken on in terms of the scale of it and in terms of encountering the breadth of the breads the breath. How do you say that? Out like breath. Breath. Yeah, I can't say it's that. Sort of properly. like your name, but yes. less crisp. Breath. Uh, <laughs> of Oppenheimer's story. There were big logistical challenges, big practical challenges. I just appreciate it. I appreciate the the care put into the work. And in a yeah. world where it seems like the directors are all too happy to hand over the reins to the studio to do the effects. Remember, Marvel's very famous for like they give this pro- these directors projects, but they're like, don't worry about it. We'll take care of the action scenes. We'll take care of the special effects. Nolan is one of the few that's kind of allowed to be who he is because he brings in money. He's allowed to make them their money. Minus Tenet, which didn't really make any money, but that was you know what? COVID. I hope that James Cameron's Avatar sequel underperforms its $2 billion goal and is a total embarrassment because it completely relies on marketing the visuals yeah. and not a story. And then Christopher Nolan will come in next year and show that you don't need to rely on high budget CGI. You can do it yourself as long as you are, are willing to put in the care to do so. I like the idea that he just learns to hate James Cameron and just makes Avatar practical. Yeah, he just creates blue. He just has a geneticist and scientist actually make uh, not like the Navi and like just do really good makeup. Though. Yeah, and, and he just makes it himself in in real life, and then he just goes through all of his movies. And he's like, he builds a real Terminator. Yeah, because makes- James Cameron makes the same argument. I make all the money, so I get to do whatever I want. Yeah, but. I hope that, you know, Avatar 2 might call his bluff on that. $2 billion to break even is absolutely insane. Well, we'll have to see. Well, you know what? It doesn't even matter because he's not even going to be at the premiere. Did you see this? He has to skip the premiere for The Way of Water uh, in The Way of Water in Hollywood. I love that he he called them up and he was like, guys... I'm sick. I can't make it to the three and a half hour long premiere of this movie that I've already seen 10 times. He's just bored. He just doesn't want to come. He's just like, he's like, he he saw that positive test and he was just like, yes, no positive test. (laughs) He He, like bought one off his friend and was like, he took some red marker and just like added the the extra line. It's real. (laughs) 
He, he's like, they're like, can you bring the test? He's like, I'll send you a picture. They, they even said James Cameron has COVID, but is feeling fine. <laughs> so he's completely asymptomatic. He just didn't want to show up. He's like, hey, man, the rules hey, say I can't. It's serious stuff, man. The, the this rules. is another reason that Hollywood is keeping its COVID restrictions in place. So its d- directors don't have to sit through movies everyone else has to. He says, I'm in LA and just got back from Tokyo and I managed to pick up COVID on the plane. So I'm isolated and I can't go to my own premiere tonight. Oh, he darn. should have used a private jet. <laughs> well, maybe, he's yeah. So, he's so poor that he can't afford a private that's, jet. He says, uh, that's that's <laughs> it. Uh, so he's like, I think he really did. He's like, oh, thank God. See, I feel like <laughs> he's saying it's on the plane. Like, initially he wrote it out as like, I picked it up in Tokyo. And they're like, don't say that. You that can sound terrible. That. You will get very I love the rest of this quote. The number of people I've told over the years will catch up and I'll see you at the premiere. Well, I guess not. <laughs> Man like, proposes and God disposes. He clearly just didn't want to catch up with all of these people he told he was going to catch up with. Like this it's this, all this event exactly were like why are we spending this much money on yeah. this stupid movie? This event would have taken him like all day to to do all the schmoozing and then you have to stay awake during the whole movie. No, you don't. You can sleep through it. I love the idea that he just ca- tried to call in sick and they said, we don't have, what? This isn't a regular job. You can't, there, there's you no. You can't s- just do that. Like, there's no call in sick line here. They even, but he like, did. He the actresses going. on this set even say, uh, Jimmy, this is what they Jimmy. call him, Jimmy. Gross. Jimmy demands the most from all of us and he does the same. He forgets to eat sometimes. So I leave him some chocolate or nuts. For him to stumble upon He's around set. Is he a mouse? He's a child. <laughs> Like what? he forgets to drink water sometimes. He's so he's so silly. Okay. He's so quirky and dedicated to his craft. It's just like he pretends to be about it, but he's really not. See, the thing is, when though, it comes to actually sitting down and watching your own movie for three and a half hours, maybe, you, no one wants to do that. Maybe if he had just kind of embodied some of that toxic masculinity, he could have taught. He could have yeah. toughed it out. And just Maybe if he it. were, you know, higher in tea, like he, he of, would have made it. He would have been virile enough to make it to the event. Isn't a common complaint of women about toxic masculinity that men don't know when to let, like they, they work, they literally work themselves to death and then die young because they, they don't know how to take time yeah, off. Yeah, and that, that is the effect of testosterone risk-taking behaviors ambition but confidence but then there's also drive. the women who, who make fun of men for when they get a cold or when they get the flu and they complain as if the world's ending they're like uh like women have their period and have to just tough it out men when they get the sniffles and they act as if the world is ending so he's just maybe he's just got a cold and he's just got a really maybe cold. when men are like not very sick they just ignore it and don't mention it and then when they get sick enough where they can't ignore it, it seems like they're making a big deal out of it. Yes. If I had my fully funded research institute, the second thing I would follow up on is men who are like, they, they get the slightest wisp of a cold and they're like, I'm sick, I'm out of commission, do not contact me, I'm <laughs> resting. How, do they recover faster than the women who like tough it out? And before the feminists come for me, I know they're like, women don't have the option. They have things to do. They have to keep working. And but the gender you, pay gap means they yeah, have whatever, to. Who cares? Like, <laughs> Their kids won't be able to feed themselves and like their husbands will get lost in the house. Like whatever the reason women have to like push through their colds is like 
maybe if they did what men did and threw a fit and were like, I'm out of commission for three days, like they would recover faster. See, the, the problem, we never see the second part of this conversation. The problem is the women also end up needing rotator cuff surgery from constantly patting themselves on the back yeah. for doing basic like household lump, tasks. I don't like it when you lump me in with this. Also, I know plenty <laughs> of men who were like, I unloaded the dishwasher. Isn't that great? And you're like, yes, you functioned like a basic human. Yeah, but they do that. They do that strictly for your, uh, so that the their like significant other will compliment them. Women do it to complain so that p- other people will just understand how annoyed they are. Men do it to get uh, like some type of a reaction from their, their Look, girlfriend or their wife. I just want to say both sides are wrong and both sides have merit, right? Like women shouldn't do stuff just to complain about it, but men shouldn't also <laughs> expect endless compliments for <laughs> taking care of basic things i also like, don't think that someone like james cameron is representative of how no. most men behave i, I love the idea that james cameron is just lounging in some luxury hotel in la right now ordering room service probably watching they, terminator they've probably got a live stream of the premiere he's watching it from his hotel room he's well they say not. he's gonna he's gonna complete his schedule virtually uh, as if that's possible. i like the idea that he work like from home has he's like literally doing this to avoid answering like all of the producers who are like we spent money on this like it's not even good he's like i have covid we can't Oops. talk <sighs> sorry this zoom call is going off the internet's bad. Yeah, Don't talk to me. You I can s- see him on camera and he just takes a bag of potato chips and start crunching. He's like, welcome to, uh, uh, to uh, your break. Uh, and just cuts what, the feed. <laughs> All right. And before we go, guys, um, did anybody here watch Westworld past season one? Anybody? I watched Ooh, the rough. first two episodes of Westworld yesterday, but this is a complete coincidence. So they I watched can- the first season. And then I stopped dating the guy who had the HBO account. <laughs> and you gave up. So there was Fair no enough. way to see season two. It basically disappeared. So uh, I only saw the first episode of Westworld. It wasn't my thing. I love, I love Jonathan Nolan. This is Christopher Nolan's brother, who's the the creator of that show. Love his work. Otherwise, this is like also I was very poor at the time, so I couldn't have afforded it. I would have had to have sailed many a high seas if I had wanted to watch it, and I'm just, a, I'm a man above well, now, that type of character. if you want to watch yeah. Westworld, you're going to have to sail the high seas. Until they can sell it to a new platform. Ba- basically, it has been not just, they didn't just cancel it after season four. They remo- they're removing it from HBO Max along it with- It is anathema. <laughs> yes. Uh, the funny thing about this is, is this is a show where it's like they, they got rid of this. They got rid of the Gordita Chronicles. Yes, that's, that is the real name of a show. The Nevers and a couple of other things. And basically what they're going to do is they're going to move it to the fast platforms, meaning free with ads. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know what? We're not even going to let you finish. Remember, this show is planned for five seasons. So they wanted this show to have one more season and it apparently got so bad. that They're like, nope, you not only don't get to finish your show, we're still going to pay the lead actors because it's in their contracts for them to get paid. But we don't want... I just I never understood this how a show can go so downhill after such a strong first season do they just give up and they feel like they have attained a big enough audience off of one season to keep them for five um that never works I feel like they get anxious and then shake up their writer's room and then they like misunderstand why the show was doing well. From what I understand, the critical drinker says that this is one of the examples that got not just woke, but super ultra mega oh. ultra woke yeah. uh, in Yikes. season from season two on. And I guess that that's about right too. Cause that's about that time, 2016, 2017, maybe if it came out in 2017 or whenever it came out, maybe it was 2018. Like it was right at the end of the, of, of the, 
part of history where people were more rational. So that first season got filmed before that all started, and then it got inserted into season two as the writers' room. They brought got... in one bad actor to that writers' room that yeah. corrupted the whole thing. And Who that's knows? the thing about stuff like this is like it ruins the idea that you want to actually watch it. Like I like I said, I watched, I started it, never got around to finishing it, and I'll never start it again now because I'm not going to want to watch. And I'm not a completionist. I'm somebody you can watch if there's a show with eight seasons. I can watch five seasons and just stop watching. I am going to finish the rest of the first season and maybe start the second one just to see how bad it gets because I'm curious. I have just a morbid curiosity about it. But I just love the idea that HBO Max takes a series like this off of their platform and then adds Lizzo's autobiographical documentary. Like, what is your target audience? I, I really don't understand. Um, Who is interested in that? I don't think that? they understand. I think that's the problem. <laughs> I think they're like, Lizzo kind of trends whenever she's on Twitter, so we'll put her on. But, like, yeah, Westworld, from what I remember about it, had a pretty, like, serious following across all kinds of age gaps. And, you know, I knew women who were really into it, men who were really into it. They don't need they're thinking they need like small devoted audiences when really like you are able to produce wide reaching content you just can't put the messaging you want into it and that's yep. no fun so it says uh the next three seasons aired in april 2018 march 2020 so yeah if season two aired in 2018 likely it just it hit the ghostbusters 26 right in that sweet spot where cinema just went to crawl in a hole and die ghostbusters 2016 happened and literally hollywood just lit disappeared one day like their their ability for nuance in any type of reasonable portrayal of anything other than the message uh vanished and we have all been the the victims ever since so just that we just thought that this was funny that it literally is so bad that they're like not only are we not going to have it on here we're going to just get rid of it entirely so yeah it is what it is all right guys hannah claire thank you so much hey thank you so much for having me let everyone know where they can find you you can find me on Instagram at hannahclaire.b. You can find me on Twitter at hcbrimelo. And you can find me, of course, on timcast.com. Click on the read tab. tab I can't talk. Click on the read tab. You can see a lot of stuff from our journalists. I just published an interview with Laura Loomer on her lawsuit. Now that the Twitter files are out, you should read it. And Oh, and follow Timcast News on Twitter. Perfect. I still remember when she cuffed herself to the Twitter. Headquarters. I remember that too. I Iconic moment for her. I, uh, <laughs> I have one more super chat to read. Crispy Like Transport LLC said Mike Tyson cartoon show been out close to 10 years maybe. And let's not forget the unbelievable video game Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. There's also that, uh, there, isn't there that documentary about him coming out soon? Yeah, the that one already... that he didn't want, the one that he didn't yeah, want Yeah, he made. spoke out against it. Is that out already? I don't know if that... it's a documentary if that's just like a dramatized movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like a biopic that yeah. he didn't authorize. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know what, what happened with that. Anyway, you can find pictures of me on Instagram at Mary Archived, and also you can read my name thoughts on Twitter. That's also Mary Archived. And once again, I encourage you to go post your pop culture crisis-related memes or out-of-context clips or memes about anything we talk about to our subreddit, pop culture crisis and we will select the best ones to react to for the next meme review monday yes monday. that's on monday all right guys and before we go please uh like this video leave comments on this video and all the videos that you watch from us subscribe to the channel it helps us immensely 
Thank you very much. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. For the show, we are here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. If you would like to listen to us rather than watch, we are on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. Please leave us a rating, right, Mary? Leave yeah. us a rating on those so, like, platforms. On Spotify, it gives you five stars to rate us. If you rate us and if you leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts or on Amazon or Apple Music, that helps the visibility for the podcast for new listeners. And of course, it should be a perfect review because we are a perfect of podcast course. that never no makes No criticism mistakes. allowed. We, we don't make this, mistakes. Of course, because PCC is just CCP backwards. Exactly. We, we, we make sure to edit all of them anyways. We yeah. aren't allowed dissent here. <laughs> Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we are on Twitter at popculture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok at popculturecrisis, Instagram at popculturecrisispod. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Later. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.